until is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Just in case you've forgotten. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year. Wrestling News Live. Boys of Wrestling Radio, the Trey Dog. We will never use the words shit, fuck, God, Jesus, fit, or any other racial or sexual slurs. And JJ Sexay. I did not. I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up all night. Wrestling News Live. For the fans, by the fans. That's right, the franchise is back. Wrestling News Live. Demanding more respect from you starting now. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. guys good evening welcome to another jam-packed edition of wrestling news live right here on the sns radio network and i gotta be honest i am still feeling quite under the weather tonight so i apologize if i sound different i apologize if i even sound distracted uh it's just been a hell of a weekend i've had nothing but non-stop rain here in calgary and the whole family's sick so it is what it is, folks. But joining me on the line, of course, he is the host of Wrestling News Live. The Trey Dog is in the house. Don't piss me off. They say I'm cocky. 
studio set up and my microphone and my headphones and everything back the way it used to be. And I'm kind of pissed off because I thought you knew me better than that, JJ. I wanted to come out tonight to new music. I mean, everybody else is. I wanted to come out to like the new Daniel Bryan music. See, you, you got it. We, we got to do the production meetings. So you could tell me that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I had in my mind, you know, uh, bringing you out some new music, but, you know, it just I mean, happen. everybody else is getting new music. Why the fuck can I have new you, you want you, you should have new music. Yeah, maybe I'll work on that for next week. I mean, let's get Flair 16 times some new music. Jericho 130, you get some new music. TM Brox, new music. Trent, you're a black guy with the name of Trent. You don't get anything. I will say this, Trey. Your audio <clears throat> doesn't sound great. Well, it's probably because I was messing with my cord. It's not always a good thing to mess with your cord. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> anyway, let me know if it gets better. I, I just really like had no time to get set up, so I, I'm hoping everything works out. Yeah, it just, it just sounds like you might be broadcasting from a space station on satellite or something. Well, see, that's why I tested it with you this after, or this evening. Right. Does it sound different from then? Like I said, you're, you're cutting in and out every now and then. I mean... I think it's the microphone. Maybe. Could be. Let me try, let me try a different microphone. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. Uh, again, guys, welcome to Wrestling News Live. I want to thank everyone. Uh, jam-packed chat room tonight. Lot to discuss on the show. We'll be joined, obviously, here in a little bit by uh, Nick Paglino of WrestleZone.com. Cover all the latest news in professional wrestling. There was a report going around, for those of you who might not have known, last night that Chris Jericho was, in fact, done with the company. Well, doesn't look like that's the case, as Jericho was on the show tonight. But we'll get to that a little bit later on, possibly throwing more salt into the wounds of the internet wrestling community. I know Jericho didn't really specify anything and basically told everybody, oh, you've already got your preconceived ideas, the hell with it. So I think, I think he button-hooked us. I think he did. But he did say he was coming to Calgary tomorrow, so maybe I should hook up with him. So is my microphone better now? Uh, it's starting to sound a little bit better. People in the chat room say I sound okay. I don't understand. I don't know. Well, you sound better now. Well, okay. Much better. So, back to what I was getting at with everybody getting new theme music. What's what the hell's going on? I don't know. I I got to be I got to be honest. I wasn't a big fan of Ted DiBiase's new music. I was not either. <laughs> Does not. I was not. I was not a big fan of Daniel Bryan's either. <laughs> I was actually hoping they had his old uh, Ring of Honor music. He used to use. He used to. He used to have different mixes. And at one point, he had the Imperial March from Star Wars. And he had the, the final countdown. No, I remember that one. That's actually I remember gonna, using that one. That's actually going to be Song of the Night in tribute to Daniel Bryan tonight. <laughs> okay. Go figure. The only one in the chat room that's having a problem is Evan. Oh, well, that's nothing new. Evan, I don't know what it is about you, dude. I mean, seriously. I, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. But I think you might seriously be the product of cousins having sex. He wouldn't happen seriously. to be from maybe Alabama or Georgia, would he? I mean... Kentucky? I don't know. 
but he wants to talk about <laughs> he wants to talk about NXT. Well, the big question here is when his dad walks him to school. It's not because he's walking him to school. It's because they're in the same grade, right? I think so. <laughs> this is an NXT free zone. We don't discuss that show on this network. Actually, we are going to discuss it a little bit. And I told you I had this idea tonight. Damn it, Trey! Hit me. It, well, it hit me during Raw. I read on WrestleZone somewhere that they were throwing out all these names for who was going to host the show, you know, in the place of Michael Cole. Because, I mean, apparently Michael Cole pulled a JJ and just washed his hands of the whole thing. So I think that after tonight, I think I figured out the, the best possible answer. And then the more... The more I thought about it, once I came to this conclusion, it just makes sense. Being an all-diva show, why not have the diva champion on the show as the commentator and have Michelle McCool with Stryker? I mean, Michelle McCool is great on the microphone. I don't know if you literally paid anything attention to what she said tonight or what she was saying at commentary. But she's golden. I mean, she is, she is perfect for that role. And she's very educated. She's a Florida State chick, which Oklahoma beat Florida State this year, by the way. Um, but she's perfect for that role, being the fact that it's an all diva show. She's the diva champion. You know, like when they cover women's college basketball, they have women commentators a lot of the time. You know, it just fits. It's it's not a bad idea. I mean, they could they could do much worse. I mean, they could have David Hart Smith and Tyson Kidd sit and do in commentary during the match because, which will probably happen because it'll make no goddamn sense. But I mean, <laughs> fucking, they're talking about Abraham Washington. Are you kidding me? What? Byron, what the hell has that guy got to do with anything? I'll be honest, Byron Saxton would be nice to, to get him back on there. I actually liked Byron Saxton in the dying days of ECW. When they got ready to cancel that show, he had kind of taken that spot and was doing a great job with it. And, uh, you know, I, I would like to see that guy, you know, get uh, get a leg up in the company, even though I heard, that show is... I heard is... Todd Grisham. I heard uh, Joey Styles. I heard Abraham Washington. And I don't remember who the other one was, but th but they all made me go, why? I mean, Todd Grisham makes sense because he's the default voice for everything else. Good point. I I'm just I'm just waiting for some more FCW superstars with uh, crazy names. You know, we got Abraham Washington. Couldn't we get somebody else with presidential names like you know Lincoln Clinton? <laughs> yeah. How's that NFL game going? I guess we're going into overtime. They're saying in the chat room. I'm not even watching. I don't even have the TV on right now. Wow, I can't believe the 49ers would be playing with them Saints. Shit. I picked the Saints with the spread. Who did? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think Grisham would fit. I mean, because, like I said, he's the default voice. He's the one they always go to whenever they need somebody. But I don't know. I, I was just, you know, not trying to reinvent the wheel here. I just thought, you know, after listening to Michelle McCool tonight on the commentary... I thought she handled herself well. She sounded fine. And it only makes sense to me to have the Diva champion critiquing the Divas. 
Well, she's got two pluses. She looks fine and she sounds fine, Trey. Yeah, Undertaker's a lucky dude, man. I mean, he really is. At his age, to be hitting that, shit. You well, go, Taker. And, and you see how he's moving these days. He's not moving, you know, with the greatest of ease. So, uh, yeah, he's he's a pretty lucky guy, I think. Oh, that's the good thing about being the one with the penis. All you got to do is sit still. Let her do all the work. That is true. I mean, when, you know, it's as big as a baby's arm, you ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> oh, so what else is going on in your neck of the woods, Trey? I uh, purchased my third laptop this week. Woohoo! Only this time I went and did it the right way. I went and bought a brand new one. Um, the first one I had, I loved. But after Monday's show, apparently we overloaded it because uh, the screen went out on Tuesday. Then I got a replacement from the place where I got that one, and the Wi-Fi didn't work. It had blown out from the motherboard, so they had to go in there and fix that. I didn't want to pay for that either. So I sucked it up for, well, almost sucked it up for two days without a computer. At least one day without a computer. But uh, I went and got a new Dell laptop today. Four gigabyte RAM. It's got a 456, I think, hard drive. No, no Windows 7 yet, but it's coming. I'm going to put Windows 7 on here as soon as I get a chance, which hopefully will be this week. Yeah, definitely stay away from fucking Vista. I fucking hate Vista. Oh, I fucking hate Vista. It's 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 horrible. I mean, it's ho- I'd rather have Windows XP. But uh, so far, I'm happy with the laptop. It's one like I've had before, so I know. Well, I know, you know what I'm getting when I get this one, so I'm not worried about it crapping out on me. Well, that's so. that's cool. Uh, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. I do believe uh, we're going to go to the phone lines, 501-588-7957. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. I believe we have Nick Paglino of WrestleZone.com. What's going on tonight? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. I am doing well. I figured something out today about you. What's that? That you are kind of an internet radio news whore. Am I? Yes. I thought... You were only sleeping with us, but apparently you're oh, sleeping no. with anybody. No, no, I will. I will stick my dick into anything wrestling radio related. <laughs> That's kind of the way I put it to JJ today. Yep. <laughs> I'm hurt. I mean, I feel like I've been cheated on. Like I thought this. Hey, was I don't. Hey, look, thing. They, I only get five minutes on the other show. You guys give me plenty of time to actually speak my mind. And I, That's because I they're structured. Lot, lot <laughs> That's because they're That's well-structured. <laughs> right, well, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting uh, pay-per-view last night with Night of Champions. Again, uh, we heard it here on Sunday Night Showdown with the boys. And we all gave it, even me, who I wasn't a part of that show, but I chimed in with my letter grade. Um I believe I gave it even an A plus, and that's saying something for me. But um, great pay per view, four title changes. You know, what were your thoughts on uh, Night O Champions? Very good show, uh, really top to bottom. You know, um, again, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna put together a tag turmoil match, which I thought was really fun, I, I'm still dumbfounded as to why you won't advertise that and promote it because it's a great concept. It ended up being a really fun match with a surprising outcome that I don't think anybody would have expected. Uh, so it should have been promoted. But, you know, outside of that, 
a lot of good stuff. And I thought the main event was booked well. Uh, very, you know, not only was I surprised, well, I don't know what I was more surprised to see Randy Orton actually win the title or John Cena to get eliminated as quickly as he did. Uh, and, and, but it all made sense, you know, and it all set up now what we're heading into for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, I didn't know what to expect looking at it on paper heading into the show, uh, but they, they really pulled it off, and, and I thought it was a, a really good show top to bottom. I had made the comment last night after the show that I thought it was a great show. I just, the only thing I really didn't like about it was that tag team debacle. I mean, you eliminate your champions right off the bat. But not only that, before that even starts, you, you put them in a gauntlet situation where they've got to run the gauntlet to win and retain their own belts. That's kind of fucked up. But then again, you know, WWE, I guess they know what they're doing. I have no beef and no qualms with who they put the belts on. If you watch, if you watch Friday Night SmackDown the week before, you kind of knew this was coming, if not then, eventually. So no qualms with the with the the, the new champions, um, which leads us into tonight's Raw. I noticed kind of a slow news day. Maybe it was just me because I was so busy, but kind of a slow news day for a day after a pay per view, but a pretty decent Raw tonight. Well, before you go, yeah, any, yeah, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Man. I was gonna say before you guys go any further with that, uh, you're, you're talking about the Hart Dynasty and the whole uh, tag team gauntlet debacle, the turmoil match. You know, the more and more I think about it, originally the thought was, okay, well, we just had an incident with Jim Neidhart where he's been arrested for drugs. But I think more to the point, I know a lot of people are are judging the fact that the dynasty has dropped the belts because of that. But in all honesty, I think what really is the main driving force, and maybe Nick can back me on this, I really think they wanted to put the titles on a SmackDown team considering they've got this big push going into sci-fi in a couple of weeks on the 1st. Yeah, you know, I, I I never even looked at the Jim Neidhart thing as part of it. Really, if you look at at the fact that, yes, they've got this big move coming up over to SmackDown, all signs are pointing to Jericho and Edge moving over there. Uh, and if you just look at the way WWE treats tag teams, I mean, look at who had the, who had the best showing, I thought, last night in that tag match was the Uso brothers. And I still don't know which one's Jay and which one's, Jimmy or whatever, I still don't even know who they are. WWE does not get behind pure tag teams. And I saw this as another way of, all right, they've got two guys on SmackDown right now that they really don't know where to push, Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. And you give them the titles. Again, they're this makeshift tag team, which WWE loves to put titles on. And now it sort of gives Rhodes and McIntyre a purpose and it takes the focus off another established tag team, which WWE has really set the precedent for. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you, J.J. I don't think this really has anything to do with the Neidhart thing. It could. Maybe it's something we don't know about. But, yeah, if you look at the way they've handled things in the past, they, 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 they've given up on pushing established tag teams. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, point, you know, case in point, Drew McIntyre was the Intercontinental Champion for a little while. Uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, was a former tag team champion, came over. I'm loving the gimmick he's got as dashing Cody Rhodes. I just think it's kind of ridiculous to put two mid-card guys together and form a tag team when really you've got the Dude Busters and you've got Kurt Hawkins and Vance Archer over there that you know, regularly tag team. 
Uh, you know, another thing that kind of bothered me about the pay-per-view as far as the tag team turmoil match, why weren't the Nexus given a shot? I mean, you could have had Otunga and Gabriel or Heath Slater and, and any number of combinations in, in that match last night to kind of uh, help get things over. But instead, you just decided to go ahead and, and again, push Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes to a makeshift tag team title run. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they care at all about the tag team division. I think WWE looks at it as well. Hey, look, we've got two guys who we want to push on SmackDown. Let's give them the titles to make them seem more important. But what they forget is that they've devalued the tag team titles so much in the past that does it really matter that they're tag team champions? Does that make them any better? <laughs> Not really. It just it just well, makes it to where it, there's more publicity going into that sci-fi launch on October 1st that here we got two guys from SmackDown that are your tag team champions and even more so Michelle McCool carrying around the uh, the Divas Championship. Of course, now her and Layla both have a championship. I thought that was going to be pretty much worked out after this match, but apparently we're going to continue on with that storyline. Yeah, the, the, you know, the Lay Cool is there. I mean, I, again, I don't know what W... I mean, I, is it... Is it just me, or are these two not the most annoying combination of people that you've seen in wrestling in a really long time? I would agree with that. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I guess one could argue that they're doing their jobs because they're getting over his heels, but it's kind of like that X-Pac heat. You know, you kind of hate them just because they're not very entertaining, you know? No, that's a good point. Trey, are you there? Yeah, I was just I was just thinking about, you know, Michelle McCool. I was gonna ask uh Nick his thoughts. You know, they're talking about needing a theme or needing an announcer for NXT. You know, we were talking before you came on that Michelle McCool might be a good fit to put on the microphone on NXT and it makes sense being a diva champion on an all diva show. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They really should do that. You know, although I mean it was they really buried NXT last week by having Michael Cole basically tell the audience that the product you're watching is really stupid. You know, I mean, how many times did he refer to the show as stupid? You know, now why am I supposed to care about it if one of the WWE employees doesn't even care about it? Um, but yeah, that would be a great fit. All Divas show, put the Divas champion in there to, to kind of give it a little more of a high-profile feel. Well, you know, my whole theory on this whole NXT thing is October 1st, they're off the schedule for sci-fi. So that, that show is done. Unless they decide to continue airing it on WWE.com, the only other place that ha they've scored a television deal for it is here in Canada on The Score, and that's airing on a Wednesday night. But honestly, I, I just think it's the beginning of the end for that show. Even MVP is tweeting stuff like that show is awful. Can't wait till it's over. So yeah, I, no doubt. I, I really think that that show is is pretty much done for. It's it's done. It has to be. I mean, they're they're, they're burying it on TV. I mean, Michael Cole is not putting over any of the rookie divas at all. He's basically calling them all trash. So you know, I don't know who's supposed to get behind it. You know, and I don't really know if any of those rookie divas are going to benefit from it once the show is over. You might find one in there who, who has some kind of success. But otherwise, you know, uh, uh, you're right. I mean, I think they're just preparing for the end of the show. Now, there was something I wanted to ask about. I mean, last night the buzz was, uh, was all about Chris Jericho. I mean, you know, everywhere you look today, it was Chris Jericho's done with the company. And, well, he showed up tonight, and we all know he's going to be on the show next week. So... Have you heard any updates on uh, the status of Chris Jericho? 
No, I mean, you know, the last that we had heard is that uh, last night was apparently his last scheduled appearance with WWE. Uh, and then Jericho is posting tweets claiming that he was in Calgary all day today. But I don't see how he was in Calgary all day today. Then he's going to show up in Indiana and do a double Raw taping. Uh, so, you know, this could be a situation where they're doing a couple of things. They know that the Internet is a buzz over what Chris Jericho is doing, so they keep throwing us curveballs. And for the mainstream audience who doesn't really read, you know, the, the Internet and doesn't really care where that's concerned, I think they're preparing for whatever Chris Jericho is going to do. You know, we do know that he's booked throughout the month of October this U.K. tour with Fozzie, uh, and, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you do go to WrestleZone right now, we have the spoilers up for next week's show. Uh, we have the results of the, the main event match that was announced tonight, uh, which could give an indication as to what's happening. Uh, but they, they keep us on our toes. You know, they, they didn't add that stipulation tonight. I thought, I thought it was interesting and I'd like to know what you guys thought, you know, uh, Randy Orton added the stipulation. Hey, if Jericho wins, he gets the title shot, but they didn't add the counter stipulation, which is that if he loses, he has to leave raw. You know, they keep teasing that stipulation that he's going to leave, he's going to leave, but then he never really does. So I think this might be WWE's way of saying, look, we still don't really know what's going on with Jericho. So in the meantime, why not have a little fun with it and keep the audience guessing as well? But you said yourself a little while ago that it's probably going to be a move to SmackDown for uh, the big sci-fi debut. Um, I was under the impression that he was just going to take time off from the company as a whole, but I could definitely see a move to SmackDown after watching SmackDown the last two weeks in a row myself. I can see how he could be a big, big shot in the arm and a big boost to that, that side of the program. But then again, you hear all this unification of all the belts and you know, it kind of spells the end for the brand split. So, hell, who knows? Well, and see, and again, now to throw another curveball, you've got, you know, Jim Ross posted a blog not too long ago saying that he doesn't see the end of the brand split anytime soon and that he doesn't think it's going to happen. And, you know, who knows with his cryptic posts what is and what's not true. Um, but they're really are no signs at this point that the brand split's actually going to happen. I mean, look what they're doing with, you know, Lake Cool. Look what they're doing with Rhodes and, and McIntyre. They're appearing on both shows right now, you know. Uh, so, and, and we haven't heard any announcements of the Intercontinental title, the mid-card titles being merged. Uh, we don't know yet if it's going to happen with the two major titles. So, you know, to think that the brand split's going to end just because the, the Divas Championship and the Tag Team Championships have been unified, which really aren't a big deal in WWE. I don't think you could really base it on that. I think this is just giving teams like Lay Cool and guys like Rhodes and McIntyre a chance to appear on both shows, which again could just strengthen the, the, the big move uh, to sci-fi for SmackDown. I think that's what it's preparing for. Well, I think it gives them a chance to have their cake and eat it too so to speak, because then they get them over on the SmackDown side with the belts, but it also gives them a chance, because they are good at what they do, to come over to Raw. So I guess it's a best-of-both-worlds situation. Um, with not knowing at all how that's going to play out, 
tomorrow is apparently a big day for one Matthew Hardy. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of big days uh, for Matt Hardy. And, you know, it, it, again, there's another situation where everything he's been saying, you know, I, I really think he's done. I mean, it looks like he's basically asking for his – in fact, the latest thing that I've heard uh, as far as Matt Hardy is, is concerned is that he actually – is now hoping that WWE will grant him the release. Uh, and, you know, I guess the only argument, you know, that people could make is, is that WWE's hanging on to him because they fear a reuniting of the Hardy Boys in TNA. But do you really think at this point, here's my question for you guys, that that's a legitimate fear WWE should have, considering that Jeff Hardy his big move to TNA really has not resulted in that big of a rating spike for TNA. So who's to say that the Hardy boys teaming up together in TNA is going to do that as well, also? Uh, you know what? I, I don't think it's going to do jack shit for that company. I mean, you know, no offense. I just don't see Matt and Jeff pulling anything other than possibly having a match with their clones, the Generation Me, the Young Bucks, whatever you want to call them. The, you know, the guys that weigh about 150 pounds, you know, combined, who've decided that they're the new version of the Hardy Boys. I just, I don't think at this point Matt Hardy is going to do anything ratings-wise for TNA. Will Dixie pick him up? Absolutely. Will they reunite the Hardy Boys? Absolutely. And we might get a couple of good matches out of the Hardy Boys uh, in conjunction with, with Beer Money. But aside from that, I really don't think there's an upside to bringing over Matt Hardy and teaming him with Jeff. I just, I just don't well, see I, it. I don't see it being a big ratings booster at all. But color me stupid, but I, I kind of look forward to seeing the Hardy Boys versus Motor City Machine Guns, the Hardy Boys versus Beer Money. You know, I, I would have no problem at all seeing that feud or those feuds. Um, you could even keep them separate. You know, and let them do their own things separate. I mean, it's it's failed everywhere else. It might as well fail in TNA, too. But you know that as soon as he becomes a free agent, that's exactly where he's going. And, you know, I don't have a problem with it because then again, his brother's over there, and I can understand all that. Um, but as far as will it be a big thing for ratings, probably not. But you got to understand these are two guys that work the internet like hardly anybody else in the business that's actually active in wrestling. So, I mean, they're going to a company that, that says they embrace the internet. Let's see what happens. Well, you know, yeah, and, it, and from, from, uh, from Matt Hardy's standpoint, sure, it makes sense. I mean, WWE has given up on Matt Hardy. I mean, I think anyone would be a fool to think that Matt Hardy is going to end up getting that championship run or that run at the top at some point. It's just not going to happen for him. You know, he's not really even in good ring shape. From everything that I've been hearing, he's been showing up to events really in no state to compete at all. He's been sent home. You know, this is a guy who has reached his pinnacle in WWE. So as far as he's concerned, yeah, if I were him, I'd say, sure, I'll take my ball and run to TNA too. Because, hey, at least there they'll do what they do with every other WWE reject. They'll give me my chance at the top for a little while, you know, and he'll get to re-team with his brother, and they'll get that Hardy Boys reunion. So it, it makes sense as far as what he should do. But, you know, 
I, you know, and, and this was another uh, another thing that I had been hearing, and we reported it on WrestleZone that WWE at first, you know, when when Jeff Hardy left WWE, he was on top. He was the top, arguably the top guy in wrestling, and he makes the jump to TNA. WWE was very fearful of what was going to happen. Nothing has happened. So I think the way they look at it is, you know what? Why hold on to Matt Hardy anymore? Jeff Hardy made that jump. It didn't really work out in TNA's fa- I mean, it's not hurting TNA, but he wasn't that big rating success that maybe they thought he would be. So, you know what? Get rid of Matt Hardy. Let him go. What's he going to do? Turn the company around by heading to TNA? I just don't think WWE is worried about it anymore. So this is the appropriate time now for him to go. Well, you yeah, know, that's that's an interesting point. When I think about some of the guys that are in TNA right now, guys like, uh, you know, Mr. Anderson, who stayed injury prone, you know, for the the entire five years he was with the company. And, you know, look at him. He's on his way to possibly becoming the next world heavyweight champion. I mean, Jeff Hardy, a big deal in the WWE, goes over there. He's just kind of floundering in the mid card. Maybe since TNA is is kind of the opposite of everything else, maybe Matt Hardy could be a main event player in TNA wrestling. Who knows? Well, I, I, hey, at least this. He's not going to do any worse no. in TNA than where he's at in WWE. No, I, and I, I, mean, I... WWE has really buried him in the past year or so. How's he going to do any worse? So it's, Well, like, you know, like I told JJ, person. JJ and I were talking about this the other day, the exact same thing. The one time where he was at his hottest and his best with the company was over the edge leader debacle, and when he came back from that, they punked him out. Then, oh yeah, he 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 has been he has been the WWE stooge for how long now? And I, I I'm shocked he stayed with WWE for I so am long. Too. I can't believe you know I can't believe he didn't pack up his ball and 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 leave a couple of years ago. You know when when Jeff Hardy first went to TNA, I'm surprised he didn't go. Uh, I think he had been holding out for this hope that at some point he was going to break through that glass ceiling uh, that WWE had kept over his head for so long. And now I think he finally realizes it's just it's not going to happen for him there. You know, and, and, and WWE, I mean, you know, we, we keep seeing this trend. I mean, these guys are leaving to head to TNA, and none of them yet, are really pulling this company out of that, you know, 1.0 range that they keep hovering at. So I really think it's become a situation where, unless it's a guy like a John Cena that leaves, I don't think WWE really cares anymore. That You know, that's a good point. And if Matt Hardy goes over there, I mean, you, you'll have Jeff and Matt, you'll have Shannon Moore. The only thing missing from the puzzle would be Gregory Helms. And I guarantee He'll you, if, there too. if Matt Hardy signs with the company, Greg's gone too. So who knows? I mean, there, there's another stable to feud with. Uh, with uh, the Omega stable. There you go, the Omega stable to, to feud, obviously with with uh, all seventy five members of Fortune. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, and 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 again, and and you know, TNA will do it. They will book it. They will take it. So, but as, know, as a fan, though, as a fan of TNA programming. I have no problem with Matt Hardy coming over if he takes that 90 days, gets his ass back in shape, gets in the ring, and looks good and does what he's, what he's capable of. Matt Hardy is a draw. The crowd, when he comes out at the WWE events, they, they still go ape shit nuts for the guy. 
I don't know why, but they do. And, and as a TNA fan, I have no qualms with Matt Hardy coming into the company. None, none whatsoever. But Trey, let, let me let me pose a philosophical question for you. If Matt Hardy's penis has caused all kinds of trouble in the WWE, what kind of trouble is it going to cause in TNA? Well, that's the problem is now it's like Excalibur pulling itself out of the stone. Matt Hardy has officially touched his own penis. There and you go. somehow it's caused him to get fired. Maybe he fucked himself for the last time, used the last bit of magic out of his penis. Uh, once again, we're throwing... Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Nick Great knows the... Nick doesn't know the running joke, I don't believe, of Matt Hardy's penis on this show. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I know, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want to know. Well, every diva he's fucked has been fired from <laughs> WWE. And so many years ago, after this developing pattern, I was talking about Matt Hardy or something or somebody being fired, and I referenced that they must have touched Matt Hardy's penis. And right. so it kind of it just became a running joke. Our listeners have been typing it in the chat room for the last twenty minutes now, but it's just kind of a running joke with the show that when somebody gets endeavored, it must be because of Matt Hardy's penis. Because of Matt, wow, maybe that's the true story behind what happened uh, with Awesome Kong. Well, that or maybe they caught Matt beating off overseas, and that's why he really got sent home. He really. <laughs> it, it could have been. I mean. I still think it's sad that Samoa Joe was uh, paying homage to Matt Hardy's penis with that tattoo on his face. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. That's what killed his push. But, no, that's that's a long-running joke on this program. So, sorry, Nick. Well, I mean, it makes sense. No, I mean, the, the, the shoe definitely fits. So, we'll, we'll see if he can go over to TNA and raid their knockout locker room and, and see what happens there. No as doubt. As he stays away from Velvet Sky, I don't care what he puts his dick in. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering him and Gregory Helms were uh, are, are bros, you know, I, I don't think that hoe is going to come yeah, between them. I won't ask him. Um, yeah, but that's the kind of hoe that comes before bros. I'm telling you. Well, you got a point there. But I was going to ask Nick: Have you heard any updates on uh, the ninth wonder of the world, China? I heard that she actually uh, OD'd on some Nyquil. <laughs> uh, it, the, well, TMZ was reporting that it was Benadryl, actually, uh, which. For you know, if anyone's ever taken Benadryl, uh, it it knocks you right out. So a lot of people actually do take, you know, it's, a, it's an allergy medication, uh, but it also knocks you out. And uh, people, a lot of people take Benadryl. They'll take maybe one or two before they go to bed at night to help them sleep. Uh, so I guess the current most current report is that she took five times the prescribed amount or the directed amount. It's not a prescription drug. You can buy it over the counter. But the directions say to take one or two. I mean, I guess five times the amount would be ten or something like that. Five to ten pills, maybe. I don't know the exact number, but uh, she apparently sort of overdosed on that. I don't really know how it was reported initially as alcohol poisoning. I mean, maybe she was drunk, too. But uh, the most up-to-date is, uh, you know, the, the Benadryl thing. It's, it's sad because she had kept herself out of the news for a, quite a while now, you know. She wasn't making headlines for being completely wasted and, and drugged out. And so it's, uh, you know, it's sad to hear this sort of creep back into play. But 
you know, at last word, that's what it was, and she is expected to make a full recovery, so... You know, that's well, isn't it awfully ironic, like Alanis Morissette ironic, that, that X-Pac gets busted for weed boarding a plane and now all of a sudden she's fucked up and trying to kill herself on Benadryl? Well, yeah, I think their thing is that they kind of have to, like, one-up each other, you know? If yeah, one gets I don't understand. Something, the other one's got to do something worse. Yeah, I just don't get it. It's like, I guess they're wanting to film One Night in China at Rehab. Uh, yeah, at rehab. <laughs> Starring Matt Hardy's penis. I don't know. Who knows? I saw I saw that joke coming a mile away. You know, it, it's sad. Um, you know, I, I've always liked Joni Lauer. You know, she really never recovered from the fact that Triple H and Stephanie hooked up and she got kicked to the curb. And, you know, she was actually the first interview that I ever did back with uh, with old Chris Cash, the voice of wrestling, back in 03. Wow, wow, you got China, you got China, and I got Jasmine St. Clair. <laughs> what a deal. Man. Wow. I, I, I wonder which of those guys gives the better interview. Well, I'll tell you what, that Jasmine St. Clair interview is the worst thing I've ever gone through in my life. I was about to say, I'm, I'm sure Jasmine's oral interviews go a lot better than her spoken ones. God. I think she was wanting to give one of us an oral interview that night, the way it went. Oh, man. I could see her, like, wanting to, like, you know, put fucking ketchup and mustard on it and eating it. I, I don't know if I'd let her go near that. But that, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, hey, it's 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 too bad, you know. I mean, look, Benadryl's not the worst thing in the world you can do. I mean, you know, hey, at least she wasn't found, you know, jacked up on Somas or, you know, on, on some really, really strong prescription drug. And, you know, it's good to know that she's, going to recover but uh you know it, it seems like that's the only time her name ever pops up in the news nowadays which is sad that really is sad i, I really hate is. to make light of it but i mean just I, you do it to yourself i mean that's the sad thing about it is you do it to yourself mm-hmm. you know and there's i i just i have no remorse you know for people that do that shit to themselves i mean especially when they've been given chance after chance after chance you know rehab and you know, they're not even paying for it. Hell, Vince is paying for it. You know, it's that, that's basically what's sad to me. You know, given yeah. so many opportunities that a lot of people don't even get. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the good news is I'm sure that the door is wide open for her to uh, to go to rehab on WWE's dime. I mean, that's their, their initiative that they put out not too long ago that they would, you know, pay for any former talents who were hooked on drugs. So maybe, I mean, that, that could be something to look forward to in the future because – I really think she needs to get her act together, and uh, you know, she she has stayed out of the spotlight for a while. So, I just wish her the best. I hate to hear that. Yeah, you know, and it's it's amazing too because you know you look at Scott Hall's current situation. I mean, and there is actually, uh, uh, I was hearing today that you know Dixie Carter actually has interest in bringing Hall back into TNA once he finishes his stint in rehab. And the, the whole thing just seems so funny to me, you know, that here he is uh, doing a stint in rehab, which is being paid for by, by Vince, the rival company. And, you know, when, when he gets out, uh, he might go back to work for TNA. Pretty yeah, unbelievable. I, 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 really, I really don't know. I, I read that on WrestleZone this afternoon and literally chuckled to myself and thought, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I mean... I, I don't even, I can't even, I, I won't, I can't even defend that. I, I don't, I don't have, I got nothing. I got nothing when it comes to Scott Hall coming back. 
I thought this last time maybe he would get his shit together, but apparently he didn't. So, you know, there and, was you know, and, and I, I don't even know what's worse that you know he's uh, doing another stint in rehab or that Dixie Carter would actually consider bringing him back again. Well, you know, there was a report that came out, I guess, about six, seven, eight months ago that Hall wanted to go back to the WWE and basically revive his Razor Ramon character and do, like, color commentary, you know, and wear the cheesy Razor Ramon suit-looking outfits, uh, which I thought would be great. I mean, Razor Ramon on the mic calling matches could be epic, but I don't know. How many times you got to put this guy through rehab? Obviously, it's not working. It's true. Hey, I said it a million times. I used to snort a lot of fucking cocaine. And I just woke up one day and went, well, that's it for me. And that was it for me. I never touched it again. You know? And, I mean, it's just, I think it's just a matter of the person and their will. And, you know, like Trent says in in the chat room, that rehab doesn't work. He said, I'm sorry, it doesn't. I've been three times for weed, and I'm still smoking it. So, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more than just getting the drug out of your system. It's getting out of your system whatever it is that's making you take it in the first place. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's try to end this on a lighter note. Is there anything else that these listeners need to know, Nick, before they lay their head on their pillows to sleep tonight? Well, if you, uh, all I'll say, uh, I'll just, you know, I guess throw out a... a well, I guess it's not that cheap of a plug since there's a lot going on tonight. If you head over to WrestleZone, we've got the spoilers. If you're interested in reading them for next week's tapings, up uh, a couple of matches announced. I know you don't like those, but uh, some of that's up there, so you know you can you can go check that out. Uh, so it's it's ended up becoming a, a, a you know a, a better news night as opposed to a news day today uh, because we head into the the, the double tapings. Um, but, you know, yeah, outside of that, you know, it's, it's always interesting to me when WWE is, is um, short on time, like they are right now with this Hell in a Cell pay-per-view in two weeks. It's amazing what they can get accomplished in a night like tonight on Raw, and you wonder why don't they do that on a consistent basis. You know, they really pack the show in tonight. It really streamlined to, to a lot of important stuff, yet two big pay-per-view matches announced tonight on the show. And, you know, not to say they have to announce pay-per-view matches all the time, but, you know, it, it goes to show you that when WWE's under the gun, they put together a good show. Next week, you know, on Monday night, you've got two uh, 2-0 division rivals taking on each, uh, Green Bay versus Chicago, you know, in Monday night football. So, oh, conveniently, here we go again, WWE announces a big main event for Raw. So, you know, I wish they would do this on times when they don't face that kind of competition and when they don't have a big pay-per-view two weeks away. But when they do, they usually put together a really solid product. It just pisses you off to know when they don't do it that they could be. That they could be, absolutely. And, and you know. we've actually got a couple of people asking in the chat room, why are they taping uh, the shows? Uh, last time they taped, they actually went on an overseas tour uh, they're doing that again this week. I think they're going to Luxembourg and France and a couple other places overseas. So that's yeah, why they're. And I also also the the SmackDown that Friday is live. So the WWE crew apparently there was an issue with the crew, also the production staff 
uh, has to be um, getting prepared for the live show and apparently need to be on site for the live show on Friday, which is also adding to the fact that they, they can't do a live taping on Monday night. So, yeah, I think you have overseas and the live impact, all of that kind of forced WWE to tape uh, two shows tonight. Um, but, you know, they, they knock it out when they have to, and, you know, they, that was certainly the case tonight. Well, see, if you don't read spoilers, then does it matter if it's taped or not? True. Very true. So, not to steal any thunder away from the zone, but there's no, plenty not of other, at all. Not at all. there's plenty there's plenty of other good things over there. Kevin Kelly has a great column. Mark Madden's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's afraid of me. He's afraid of the dog, and that's cool. I would be too. <laughs> Sometimes I'm afraid of myself. <laughs> so there you go. But head on over to WrestleZone.com, the official news source of One Wrestling News Live. Nick, thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next week. All right, Nick. Take it easy, brother. All right. So there you have it. Matt Hardy's penis working itself back in the news again. I'm telling you. And another thing that I take from that little conversation is that how am I supposed to believe in the fact that Drew McIntyre is man enough to be a tag team champion when he's not even man enough to beat up Tiffany. Maybe he was raised on the old philosophy, never hit a woman. Maybe he was being yeah, a but, gentleman. Yeah, but he tried to shake the shit out of her, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, on that note, I think we should take our first commercial break of the night. Do it! Do it! All I right. dare you. You dare me? I dare you to push the button. It's on. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. <laughs> we keep it hardcore, like a 187. Keep it hardcore, LAX is a weapon. Keep it hardcore, so count your blessings. 5158, you don't need to mess with. You want some? Come get some. You're either next us or you're against us. Awesome! Get out of my way. All it's going to take is one RKO. WWEShop.com, the home of official WWE merchandise. For a limited time only, WWE Shop has reduced prices on all t-shirts. Pick up your authentic top rope or basic tees while this special offer lasts. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's gonna rise. Everybody's gonna pay. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. 
Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Sucker, sucker. Uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Can you dig it, sucker? Sunday night showdown. WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com. Your one-stop shop for all the latest news and rumors in the world of pro wrestling and cutting-edge editorials by former WWE announcer Kevin Kelly and former WCW announcer Mark Madden. An extensive forums board for the casual wrestling fan. Stop by and sign up to chat with knowledgeable wrestling fans. With WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, The Trey Dog and JJ Sexy of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, but time's In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off, my money's stacked. All right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I'm JJ Sexy, Mr. Money on the Mic, if you will. He's the Trey Dog. Mr. Redneck. Thank you, Captain Redneck. I appreciate that. Captain Redneck himself. That's right. The D-A-W-G in the hizzy. I was playing some uh, Warcraft last week and got into a uh, 10-man ICC run, and I said something on, on Vent, which is the program that you communicate with your teammates with, and there's a bunch of people I've never met before. I, you know, just got into a pug group, and they're like, "Holy shit, it's Larry the Cable Guy!" 
I can see that comparison. I was like, God damn, get it done. Let's go. Come on. Oh, that is some good stuff. Uh, I I, I want to before we kind of go into our uh, discussion of of Monday Night Raw tonight. I wanted to kind of put it out there that uh, right now, right now, people, you can go and watch the latest episode, the SummerSlam FPV, on behalf of Showdown Championship Wrestling. Of course, that would be the EFED we do here on the SNS Radio Network. Some very, very good matches on the card, including that guy, the Trey Dog, taking on some dude named JJ Sexay in a last man standing match. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. It was a good match till the finish, I thought. As JSK would say, time to get my comeuppance. No doubt, but uh, that is officially, if you go to the SNS site, we've got the link for the archive on YouTube. Definitely check that out. You won't be disappointed. So, Curly's banning people in the chat room right and left. We got a pissed off foreign kid tonight, I think foreign kid pissed off in the chat room you were pissed off last night no, no. i wasn't pissed okay I, I wasn't pissed at all i was just you know taking out trash oh bum bum so no i look nothing like larry the cable guys no i don't tony was taking that for me in the chat room so Monday night raw just off the year about an hour ago and to be honest with you, there were a few highlights that I wanted to definitely talk about tonight. Um, and Nick kind of stole my thunder. I was going to make a comment about how they really deliver when they have to. And with a two-week turnaround until the next pay-per-view, dear God. I mean, that's two weeks till another pay-per-view? I mean, isn't that a little, isn't that a little quick? Well, you I know... Mean, the, the, the problem with the WWE, and they do this every October, you know, traditionally there's always been two pay-per-views in October. You know, you always had Cyber Sunday, and then you had... Uh, We're not here to talk about Taboo Tuesday. That's right. And then you had another one. Now it's Bragging Rights and Hell in a Cell. So, you know, yeah. but doesn't this goddamn company make enough fucking money? I mean, aren't they rich enough that they can't have fucking Night of Champions as a free show on a Monday. Oh, I'm with you. I absolutely or, or, agree. With or, or sell. I mean, hell, with the 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 juggernaut that the, the WWE is and the commercial background and backing that they have, why in the hell can't the one night a week where we don't have wrestling, which is Wednesday, for the most part, why can't they just have a Raw SmackDown Super Show, sell the shit out of it? And then, you know, put it on for free and have Night of Champions brought to you by KFC and Matt Hardy's penis. I don't fucking know. But, I mean, have, you know, a bunch of a sponsorship so you still make your money. Kind of like I've tried to tell other people in the past. You don't have to charge the people if you charge a couple of persons for advertising, you still make your money the same way, and you don't alienate your viewership or your listenership. That but is that always always fell on deaf ears anyway. But why not have you know two or three major sponsors and make your money that way, and then put the show on for free on a Wednesday night? You talk about ratings, damn. 
Oh, yeah. I, I'm with you. I mean, that was one of the things I loved about uh, World Championship Wrestling was they would always put together a clash of the champions every couple of months and put it on live TV, free TV for people to watch. I mean, obviously it was on cable, but if you had cable, you got to watch the show. With the USA Network, I would think that why couldn't you do a, a WWE special on one of your dead nights of the week where you don't really have any any programming that's drawing ratings and you know promote it like it's a pay-per-view show for free? I, I guarantee you they'd have uh, a huge turnout for that. TNA wants to do a similar thing once their pay-per-view contract is, is over with. They want to kind of go to possibly looking at doing some big Clash of the Champion-esque type shows, and, and I think that's going to help them out tremendously. Evan, you're just the dumbest motherfucker to ever draw a breath of air. I swear to God. It, it, it's The point of the pay-per-view is you still got a pay-per-view in two weeks. You're not missing out on this month's pay-per-view. You're still getting a pay-per-view this month. You're just not doing two. You're just not sucking $90 out of my wallet or $100 out of my wallet. You're getting the normal monthly allotment. There's a lot, and I'll, my brother my brother is a prime example. My brother and his wife, and more so his wife than my brother, but my sister-in-law, she literally, she knows what my brother brings home. She knows what she brings home. And she budgets everything. And by God, if there's not something in the budget that they want, they don't get it. And a lot of families and a lot of people that are wrestling fans have a monthly budget on what they can spend for their addiction to WWE programming. And that's the price of one pay-per-view. You throw two at them, you might not get all their money. So why not throw your dedicated viewers a bone and give them something once in a while. Hell, you got more money than Triple H's grandkids, grandkids, grandkids can spend. I agree. I just, you know. I don't know. I, I just, I would have done it differently. I would I would make that a free show sponsored by Xbox 360 and Kentucky Fried Chicken and Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. Watch the show. It's free. It's free. Get to the TV. It's free. It's not a pay-per-view. I don't know. I would, you know, just that's just my opinion. We've all got them. And the good thing is on this network, you're free to have your own. That is that is very true. We don't always agree, Trey. <laughs> More times than not, we disagree. But, hey, that's the beauty of the, that's the... Who wants to listen to a show where everybody agrees? Yeah, we call that Monday night. So, I just, you know... I'm just saying that two weeks, man, is a real big turnaround. And they did a great job tonight because they went straight out of Night of Champions. Got, they cut to the chase, as John Cena said. They cut to the chase and started instantly making matches for the show two weeks away. And obviously, because of the taping tonight that's going on, you know, or that has gone on, they knew that they were going to be adding even more matches to that pay-per-view that's two weeks away. So your go-home show is already in the can, and it'll be interesting to see how they do this with SmackDown as well. 
because they're going to have to put all that together in a short amount of time. Now, is every match a Hell in the Cell match? No. Okay, so it's just called Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that the two main event matches, which at this point we now know after tonight's uh, Monday Night Raw, which kicked off with Randy Orton displaying the fact he was the new WWE champion, Sheamus comes out, interrupts the promo, says you know he wants a rematch for his title, and that's been set up at Hell in a Cell. So you're going to have a Hell in a Cell match between Sheamus and Randy Orton, a very good start to the show, I thought. I really enjoyed the back and forth. And then, of I course, think they kind of got lost, or maybe the, maybe they lost me. And you can tell that Randy was confused. Of course, Randy looks confused a lot. But Seamus said, "Now give me my gold back," and he was like, "What?" <laughs> well, no, Basically, I. Seamus wanted to hold the belt until the match. Is that how that was going to go? Yeah, yeah, I understood where he was going with it. He felt that I'm you like, know what he still deserved to be the champion. And, I mean, I, I was okay with it. I mean, yeah, you, you could tell that there was a, a, look, a look of confusion on the I face of, of Randy Orton. to come out of his mouth, you know. Well, I mean, that's what I love about Sheamus, though. He, he comes out, and he's like, he really is. And, and, you know, there was a radio show on yesterday, and I'm not going to name names, but I about died when I heard they made the comment that Sheamus is not a main event talent. Wow. I... Really? Because despite the fact most people might think he's a uh, transitional two-time WWE champion, he's got tons of potential, he's got lots of upside, and I think he's going to be around for the long haul. You know, they're even talking at WrestleMania this year. They're talking possibly Sheamus versus The Undertaker. It doesn't get much bigger than that. No, no. I don't know, though. I'm thinking this might be his last one. I find it hard to believe that he goes out wrestling Sheamus. Not to debunk your, your, your debate here, but well, I, would no. think, I would think Superman would get that match. Well, you would think, but I you know, I think that would be a more money match to have Cena and, and Undertaker. But the thing is, wouldn't you be pissed if John Cena was the guy to beat Undertaker? But at the same time, it doesn't matter. If it's Sheamus, it if it's John matter. Cena, hell, it doesn't matter if it's Stephanie McMahon. Anybody that beats The Undertaker at WrestleMania, if that does happen, is going to get, A, a huge, huge rub off of that, and B, hatred from every wrestling fan that has followed The Undertaker for the last 20 years. Cena doesn't need that. He doesn't. They need to keep, need to keep Cena as far away from Undertaker at WrestleMania as they can. But when you when you look at the top guys in the business in the WWE that Taker has not beaten at WrestleMania, that's a very small list. And well, who's to say who's to say that it has to be somebody he hasn't already beaten before? Yeah, but do we really want to see another match with another guy he's faced? I mean, I drew the line at Michaels twice. You had Kane twice. You know, you sit here and you build up the streak. Well, he's seventeen and zero. It just doesn't work when you keep having multiple matches because it's the same fucking person. I got one. Go for it. Randy fucking Orton. Yeah, but we saw that in 05. Yeah, but Randy's not the same wrestler he was in 05. No, and that's that's he's, a good point. He's, he's a main eventer. He's the Viper. He's the, you know, apex predator. He's all this shit that he wasn't. He was a stooge when he fought The Undertaker the first time. He was running around with his dad 
at ringside. Yeah, you've got a good point. But again, I don't want to go back into let's rehash a feud from WrestleMania 21 from, you know, five, six years ago. Well, that's like saying that's like saying somebody that beat stunning Steve Austin shouldn't wrestle Stone Cold later in his career. No, but you see my point. We had we had, yeah, we had the yeah, same thing I with do, Kane. We had the same thing with, with Shawn Michaels. You know, if they want to continue to build this streak, then, you know, start bringing people out. I mean, Sheamus is, in my opinion, if that match happens and it's a unification match, which is what they're talking about, so obviously Undertaker is more than likely going to get one last title run. He's Where's gonna... WrestleMania going to be? Oh God, where it's in Atlanta, Georgia this year. Okay, where's it? Where, where's it going to be next year? I think they're still working on that one. They haven't announced. Is where it, it's is, be. It, is it rumored to be San Antonio? Uh, I I don't have that in front of me. No, I don't know. I think they just had one I, in San Antonio not too long ago. I want to say it was. I want to man. I don't know. I want to say I I read that I, it was rumored that there was a leak that it was going to be in San Antonio. How cool would it be? Shawn Michaels does not come back to wrestling. Does not come back, and then at that WrestleMania, at the right moment, he runs in from the crowd. Hits Taker with sweet chin music and causes his ass to get beat at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> it would be uh, it would be quite funny, you know. Uh, Jim Jim three sixteen says it might be Toronto next year. I'll tell you what, if they come to Canada next year or the next time WrestleMania comes to Canada, I'm still here. I'm there. You better be here. I'll kick your ass. I will absolutely go. Um. Cutting edge has never happened. I think he's talking to me. I don't know. I just think that'd be funny as hell. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, back back to my original point. I mean, a guy like Sheamus, who's rumored to have this match with Taker, uh, a title unification possibly. I mean, really, do you want to see The Undertaker go over a guy like Sheamus, especially after the gimmick they've got The Undertaker right now? He is more mortal and more vulnerable right now than he has ever been in his career. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing is that he's doing, he's doing such a great job with the. If you've had to have noticed he's coughing a lot when he tries to cut a promo, he'll start coughing, you know. And then it was a joke, Julian. I didn't mean that Shawn Michaels was really going to come back and do that. I was totally joking. Relax. You know, he's coughing. He's showing signs of breaking down. You know, and and they're talking about how he's losing his powers. I love this, and I said it before that it would be great is if he started slowly in front of us, deteriorating to where he raises his arms and the lights don't come up the first time. He has to do it a second or third time. You know what I mean? And it's actually showing that his powers are leaving him. No, I, I like it. I mean, I'm loving this gimmick you know. with Kane. I mean, obviously, we know the SmackDown main event is going to be Kane and Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell. It's got to be yeah. for the title. Yeah, and, and, and to protect, I think this time to protect the Undertaker, he's got to go over. Yeah, he does. I mean, I don't know how without totally butt-fucking the entire feud and making it look stupid, but there's got to be a way to do it to where Taker comes out with the win without killing Kane and without killing how great things have been leading up to this for, for, to be honest with you, a program that nobody wanted. Everybody shit on this program when it first started, including myself. 
Well, and, and for the first for the first time, and, and Julian said it in the chat, Kane looks stronger now than he has his entire thirteen year career. I, you know, I agree. I I was one of the ones that was quick to say, I don't know if this is what I want to see again. We've seen this a couple times over, but they added a new dynamic to Kane's character. The fact that Undertaker is slowly losing his powers, and you know, this has been a long, drawn out burn. With The Undertaker. The last two years, his matches with Shawn Michaels have been off the chart at WrestleMania. He's taken so much time off after those matches to recover. I mean, they have really been brewing this together for a while. And I really think the culmination has to come at, at WrestleMania. I just don't see any way around it. And I think that one way or the other, whether The Taker walks out undefeated or whether he loses at WrestleMania for the first time ever, Something's got to give. I, I just I can't. I, I'm, with, I, I'm almost I'm almost with Mister Priceless. I think he should win, go twenty and zero, and retire and go to the Hall of Fame undefeated at WrestleMania. Well, the only problem with that is if you do have a title unification match, and he does retain the streak, he does retain the titles. Does he vacate them the next night? Does he just walk well, away at that point? Well, it's kind of like I've said before. It's like in the NBA when you've got a free agent that's got one year left on their contract, you know, and they're in their last year of their contract. You either trade them and get something for them, or they go ahead at the end of the season and of their own free will, they can go anywhere they want, and you lose a superstar and get nothing in return. Well, in the rest at of least, the... At least this way, by beating him with a guy like maybe The Miz, which... At this point, I know it sounds really far fetched, but somebody's got to somebody. Whoever does it has to be a young enough talent to really get a rub from it and to get something out of it. It can't just be John Cena. It can't be Triple H. It can't be somebody like that. It's got to be somebody who's young enough that's coming up, like a Sheamus, a Miz. You know, even still at this part of his career, because it's a, I think it's a different side of his career, Randy Orton. You know, somebody like that that's got a lot of years in front of them to benefit from it has to get the rub from this or it's totally worthless to beat him. You know, and, and I've been of the opinion for a long time I didn't ever want to see The Undertaker lose at WrestleMania. He should That should be his thing. He should have the streak. But at the same time, there is a time-honored tradition in the wrestling business. Uh, you go out on your back on the way out. That's just something you do. And, and being the, the kind of guy that The Undertaker is, he's been a locker, uh, a locker room leader for so many years. You know, he's been very instrumental in trying to help out younger talent. You know, right. he, he worked with John Cena, helped him out. If you don't think that The Undertaker has already got his hand-picked person to lose to in mind, you're crazy. Oh, absolutely he does. And I, I can't see him saying, you know what, I'm going to go out undefeated. Uh, you know, I, I really think... That no, he would have, he would have no problem saying, "Okay, I'm going to put this guy over, and I'm going to retire." And and I really don't see any kind of into that, you know, whether it happens at a WrestleMania or not. Who's who's to say? I mean, I would love to see him keep the legacy of being undefeated at WrestleMania. But then Jim again, three, Jim three sixteen says, "Why does he have to lose?" Well, like I said, man, if he wins and retires, then you as a company don't get anything from it. If somebody inside the company wins, they get a huge rub and will forever be known as the guy who did beat The Undertaker. You're set for life, man. You're a star as long as you don't 
shit where you eat. You know. You know, honestly, the streak is almost bigger than any any title in that company. The streak, really, I mean, is it's such a big deal every Mania. I like this. Mac Daddy in the chat says, "What if Taker loses at Mania and it's beaten so badly that he just doesn't set up?" Then the Druids come back out to the music and carry him out of the ring, and Taker never comes back. You know what? I think that would be uh, an easy way to end that storyline. That would be really a fitting do. end. I can see it in my head. That's, that's kind of scary. you know. But you want to have the big Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels send-off. But then again, this is a guy who's been a gimmick character of being the dead man. You know, it's kind of different with him. Well, the only, the only way you could do it, and I think it would be cheesy as shit, is, you know, if, if he came back out after Mania and was like, I'm just Mark Calloway. I'm not The Undertaker. I was possessed by a demon. I'm no longer possessed by the demon. The demon has left me. You know, I, again, it's a TV show. Stranger things have happened. But to me, that would completely kill it. Yeah, that makes it too Power Ranger-like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you said Power Rangers. That's I awesome. think I think that he should be laying there in the ring, the purple light on. Whoever beats him has already left the ring. He's laying there on his back. The camera's on him. No music playing. He tries to set up, falls back down, tries again, falls back down. Tries one last time, the old three times, you know. Falls back down, and then just his head kind of just lays over to the side. He plays dead. The music comes on. Oh, 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 oh. And all the shit happens, all the pop and circumstance. The druids come out, and they load him up in a casket, and they shut the casket, and they walk it right back up the ramp and right back through the curtain, and the program goes off the air. And, and then and then Stewie comes out, and we have a sexy party. And, and even more fitting to that, I think, was, would be the reemergence of Paul Bearer to come out to lead the Druids to get the Undertaker. I think so, too. I think that would be a fitting end. But, I mean, again, we're, we're booking something. It's fantasy booking. I know there's a lot of uh, shows that get flack for doing shit like that, but I really don't care. Fuck them. Fuck them and like feed them fish heads. No shit. But with that said, I mean, honestly, at this point in time, Sheamus is a guy that's, what, 23, 24 years old? And just starting his career with the company, I think he's going to be a long-term investment. I don't think he's going to be a Brock Lesnar where they push this kid to the moon and then he decides he wants to go play soccer. I just, I really don't see that happening. I think he's going to be in this company for as long, um, as long as he can. And, you know, that was the thing they, with, they're, with Brock. They're talking about his fare, Undertaker's farewell how, you know, the crowd wouldn't be able to say goodbye if they did that. Yeah, they can. I mean, this is a guy that just 10 years ago was riding a Harley to the ring. Which I hated. The Undertaker, the Biker Taker, whatever the fuck you want to call him, I hated the fucking, you know, biker gimmick. That was the worst well, thing they did to his character. But they could play the Undertaker's music the next night on Raw, and he could just walk to the ring in street clothes. As Mark Calloway. Or, I mean, they'll still call him The Undertaker. And he can come out and let somebody, you know, come out with him. Like, you know, Triple H did for Sean and said, hey, the guys in the back want to come out, blah, blah, blah. You know, 
once once it all gets going, it doesn't matter that he was a character, you know. Okay, people, I stand corrected. Seamus is 32. Thank you for correcting me. What'd you say? I guess I said 23, 24. You dumbass. I'm telling you. It's what happens when I'm producing a radio show. I don't fucking research my facts. You could be fired for that somewhere else. This is true. I don't have a problem with Undertaker coming to the ring in street clothes and just saying, hey, thanks, you know. And then just have, you know, somebody come out and, and just start talking and saying, hey, man, we, you know, everybody wants to come out and say their goodbyes. Something, shit, I don't know. They're calling for the buzzer, Trey. I know you don't have it in front of you, but I should be buzzed. Wow. Yeah, when I had to change microphones, we lost my sound effects. Shit, I'm getting a fucking email from the WNL general manager, Trey. Oh, shit, what do we do now? Ladies and gentlemen, I have an email from the general manager of Wrestling News Live. In relation to the fact that J.J. was wrong about the age of Seamus, you get two buzzes when Trey brings the buzzer back next week Ah. on the program. Next week, I will be able to have the buzzer on the program. I have the buzzer ready for tonight, but when I switch microphones, it kills my... My mixer settings, so I can't, I can't just, I can't just play it. Is what I'm trying to say. So the WNL general manager has spoken. Next week I get two buzzes. Next week you get two buzzes. Correct. Mark tape. Uh oh. Speaking of getting buzzed, your wife is joining us in the chat room. Yeah, I know. She just uh, sent me a private message. She messaged your privates. What? <laughs> You're a sick motherfucker, Trey, but that's why I like you. Oh, my headphones are going out. Never mind, my bad. I know there's there's some rampant speculation ever since the uh, the general manager of Wrestling News Live has been sending us emails. Yes. And I, I know there's a lot of speculation that it is in fact Boom Boom, and I can neither. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that it was Mark the Shark. I I can neither confirm nor deny because I personally don't know. I just know that I get this stupid email sounder every time I get an email from the uh, WNL general manager. That's all I can tell you. I don't know. Well, I I don't know. It's kind of interesting that they finally brought up the whole IP address of that fucking email, finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was getting kind of interesting. But, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm interested to see if they do anything with it. Because now that they've brought it up, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, uh-oh. JJ, I have received an email as well from the Wrestling News Live general manager. Oh, God. And I quote, and I quote, that although we do not know who the general manager of Wrestling News Live is, what we do know is that we are they. Thank you. Well, there you go. At least we got something informative from the GM. This so time. there you go. We are still they, as of right now. Although there are people out there that are trying to steal our gimmick, but we are they. Well, they're them. We are they. No doubt. Wow, what so. the hell just happened to the chat room? It just got wiped out. Yeah, that's happened to a couple people tonight, they said. It hasn't done it to me yet, but... 
Holy shit. I think Zat's going on a fucking strike or something. That and their fucking foreign kids just banned everybody. Wow. Surprised he hadn't kicked us out of here yet. Stranger things have happened. He's just on a ban rampage tonight, like kicking out motherfuckers right and left. Yes, Shamalama Ding Dong, that is more like an instant message. That's what I said a long time ago. But it happens so fast. And he types out an email that's like four paragraphs long over something that just happened. Well, he or she, let's be politically correct here. Right. We... And, you know, much like the, the, the true they in TNA, I have no idea who the GM is going to be. I, I really have no idea, unless it's going to be Vince. I, and if it is, that's going to be as good as the higher power. Can't wait for that one. You know. So, but as as far as Raw goes tonight, I thought the main event was horrible, horrible. You weren't a big fan of the gauntlet match? No, I thought it was dumb as hell. I want to see Slater do the whole air guitar like Bill and Ted from Excellent Adventure. You know? Fuck that. I just want to see the little bitch come out and fucking pigtails next week. <laughs> and fucking give somebody a fucking... Uh, big classic with bacon or something, man. I did enjoy Joe Mo and Jericho. Yes, Joe Mo and Jericho was fantastic. Is it just me, or does uh, probably probably it probably is? Is it just me, or does John Morrison look like he has improved in the last two weeks? Like he is really going out there and busting his ass. Well, yeah, and I think it's like we talked about last week. It's like somebody said, "Okay, this guy's been stale." Let's let him go. Let's turn him loose. Do whatever you want to do, kid. It's all on you. Sink or swim. You know? Match of the night, definitely Jomo, Jericho. Um, I kind of felt bad for Brian Danielson. Nobody come out to help the motherfucker. He's getting double teamed by The Miz and his butt buddy, whatever the fuck, Riley. And nobody in the back wants to come down and help a motherfucker. Although, I, I, I do have to say, uh, Ride of the Valkyries, the music he used tonight was epic. I was digging that. You actually knew the name of that. That scares me. Well, it's a classical piece of music, Trey. Well, have that you been hanging out with. Have you been hanging out with Walkie? Um, Trey, actually, I, I actually read that in the chat room while Raw was on. Oh, never mind that. I thought you might have been hanging out at the Pickle Factory. No, no, I haven't talked to Walkie today. But I mean, it was a good segment. I just, you know. I hate seeing somebody get beat up like that and nobody come down to help a motherfucker out. It'd be one thing if somebody came out and they also got their ass whooped, but at least send somebody down. Shit. <laughs> motherfucker ain't got no friends? No, man, he's an upstart. He's an NXT guy, man. He, he fucking choked out he, he fucking choked out Justin Roberts with a tie. He's got no friends. He's got no alliances. I was thinking that Jomo would have been a good one to come down, but... Yeah, I mean, Jomo would have been a good one. Uh, I will say I was impressed with Jomo's performance. It was match of the night for me, and actually seeing him connect with the Starship pain. You know, I figured out why he misses that. It has a lot to do with, and I know that this is going to sound funny. Lord, I apologize. Be done under starting pygmies under New Guinea. Amen. It has everything to do with how far he spreads his legs when he hits the ropes. <laughs> Mark tape. There you go. But that is it. I mean, that's that's really a lot of it. Not that I'm 
you know, not that my finishing move is Starship Pain. I hit it on people every day. But you can watch it when he does it. You can see the differential. You know. You've got a point there. Um, it's funny. There was actually a dark match going into Night of Champions last night that pitted uh, Ted DiBiase against John Morrison. Now, this was a match that they were looking at doing at Night of Champions originally, and right. I think they were looking at putting possibly the million-dollar belt on the line. And it looks like they've kind of taken the steam out of that feud and have now kind of pursued it with R-Truth and Eve uh, taking See, on Ted DiBiase. That's, that's, that's racial. That's racial. It is. It is. It's racial profiling to think the black guy would want the belt with all the bling. Oh, there you go. It's racial profiling. But I have to admit, I wasn't very impressed with the uh, the mixed tag. Well, you know, with Ted DiBiase and and Maurice. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I I, I now, just I I missed the most important thing of that match. I had my back turned to the TV when it happened. What did the message on the screen say? Something about. Uh, I want you or something. So they're obviously playing into some, uh, obviously some diva. Or, as the chat room had speculated, maybe Viscera's coming to uh, throw a little love on Ted DiBiase. I mean, who knows? I was going to say, did they hire Orlando Jordan? Is this something going to Ted or is it going to Maurice? Well, I mean, they've been teasing this. You didn't know if it was, I guess last week there was a card for Ted. So maybe, I don't know, it could be either or. I, I, I can confirm that it is not Andy Knowles trying to hook up with Maurice. I can confirm <laughs> that right here on the program. That is absolutely fact. Well, is it somebody new coming? I mean, do we know? I mean, I guess we don't. But Hey, for all we know, it could be any of the, uh, the divas on NXT. Could be any of them. Hmm. And that way they could set up Maurice in a feud with somebody because they've totally fucked her up by putting her with Ted. <clears throat> they they killed her as a diva. Well, and, and they've kind of killed Ted. He's just not a heel wrestler. I'm sorry. He, that guy. His new, his, his new T-Pain music song thing sucks. You know what? His his priceless music was so much better. I'm sorry. I just. Yeah, I agree. I don't buy into this new thing. It it just it does it's it sounds so over manufactured, it just does not fit the gimmick for him. Alberto Del Rio. I, I will say this. One of the worst things I saw tonight on Raw had to be uh the commentary during the tag team match with with Drew and Dashing Cody Rhodes taking on Costino. You know the back and forth. I, I got to be honest. I you know I I, I missed sometimes, that because I had my headphones on watching the Efed. Sometimes I, I dig Michael Cole doing what he does, but tonight I mean the interaction between Michael Cole, Tyson Kidd, and David Hart Smith was fucking abysmal. You know people sit there and give the Hart Dynasty shit, especially David Hart Smith that he can't fucking wrestle. He wrestles Julian, better. Julian Julian says, yeah, right. Like, Maurice was on top of the world before she teamed with Ted. She was a fucking two- or three-time diva champion. When was the last time she had a singles diva match? Since she, I mean, she hasn't since she's been with Ted. Yeah. So, yeah, she's kind of gone downhill since she's been with fucking Ted. And it's not really doing Ted any favors. It's not. It's the, cur it's the common curse of putting a fucking diva with a wrestler. It's the fucking kiss of death. 
You know, look at every look at everybody Stacy Keebler teamed up with, other than Randy Orton, who dropped her ass to the curb as soon as it started. This is true. But, you know, like, like I was saying, I thought really the worst part of Raw had to be the commentary back and forth. I mean, for as I'm much I missed it. as much criticism as David Hartsmith gets for working in the ring, the promo, the, the back and forth with Michael Cole tonight where he was even trying to imitate Drew McIntyre was horrible. Horrible. The guys were just tripping over their lines. It was obvious this was not them just coming up with shit off the top of their heads. Oh, no. It was bad. I mean, as much as I love those dudes because I know them, and I'm friends with them. It was bad. I agree. All in all, what would you give tonight's Monday Night Raw for a letter grade? I would give it a B. I didn't think it was a bad show. I was going to say a B, so I guess we agree, which is odd. I mean, last week to me was a much better show. I would have probably gone more with an A if the main event would have had any kind of substance to it at all. But, I mean, fuck. Tarver goes in there and damn near shits his pants, has a seizure, and fucking breaks his ankle trying to fucking, you know, fuck up John Cena. True that. Oh, and a fucking Otunga was out as fast as he was in. You're trying to tell me the only motherfucker in that group that can fight is maybe Gabriel and Wade Barrett? See, every time they put these motherfuckers in a single... Here, and here, here Walkie will call in all fucking flaming and fired up. But... Did they look strong to you tonight as a unit? No. Did they look strong to you tonight as individuals? No. no. Not at all. They punked out the fucking Nexus again. Now, granted, this time, they were punked out with a purpose so they could at least get the stipulations into the match that they're going to have at Hell on the Cell. But overall tonight, a fucking fifth grade choir could have beat up the fucking Nexus. Well, and, and here's the thing, too. I mean, it was kind of sad to me. We had this gauntlet match, and the, really the best part of that match was after the fact when John Cena cuts the promo and, you know, says that, uh, you know, Heath Slater is going to go back to being windy, you know, and Otunga is going to keep mooching off of his wife, you know, and what was it? Uh, Justin Gabriel was going to go back to putting the fillings in the Twinkies. I mean, that was really the best part of that whole segment, the fact that, they were setting up the stipulation where, you know, at in the match, if if Wade Barrett wins, then John Cena joins the Nexus. But on the flip side, if John Cena, you know, does win the match, then the Nexus is done. And, you know, they've had this report coming out for the last month or two that they're looking to end the Nexus in October. Well, if that's not Telegraph in your booking, I, I don't know what else it would be. Because I, I don't see John Cena joining the Nexus unless he's going to do that long-awaited heel turn that everybody wants him to do. Julian is Julian is what you would call a 500 hitter. He hits, but he also misses on a lot of the things he says in the chat room. But I love this one. Could the Nexus have less intimidating music? <laughs> I can just picture the Nexus. Well, I can just picture them all marching like a fucking gay army. They could if they came down to Ride of the Valkyries. Which again is what? Daniel Bryan's music they use tonight. Oh, that's right. Which hopefully he'll have something new next week. I hope this is like an ongoing thing. He's getting better How music. How did that go again? How did his music go? How? Oh, God. 
How does that song go? I, I can't even hum that. I'm sorry. I, I can't even remember how it went. Somebody in the chat room, hum it. Just kidding. It makes for great radio, Trey. 30 people just went to their keyboards. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Evan's humming it. I bet you. Anything. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> humming it, trying to figure out how to type hum. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, overall, uh, I give it a B. I, it wasn't a bad show. Hopefully next week. Obviously, the spoilers are out there. I'm hoping next week is a better show going into <laughs> Hell in the Cell. And then we've got bragging rights. It's going to be a busy month for Sunday Night Showdown. Oh, it goes, hmm, 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 according to TM Bronx. There you go. All right, well, with that being said, dude, I want to take some phone calls. I want to read some emails. I want to go live to the Pickle Factory. All right, so with let's, that. Let's, let's take a break. And if I'm not back, when you come back, I'll be back because I'm smoking a cigarette. I'll see. I'm not even ready to take a break, but I'll, I'll put something up here in just a second. You're not ready to take a break? I don't even have a break up right now. I was uh, getting ready to take phone calls here in a second. but Well, we always do two breaks. I know we do. I just, I've had some uh, issues tonight with my children, and I've had to break away from cure a few times. Well, damn. Well, bear with the brother, man. Jesus Christ, I can't be perfect every sandwich. time. No shit. Well, don't forget, Harmony left this morning. She's gone for two weeks. That's because she's the the raw general manager. I can, can neither confirm nor deny that claim, Trey Dog. All right, guys, we'll be right back. I just want to get I want to get to the pickle factory. Damn it! All right, we'll get to the pickle factory momentarily. Keep listening, guys. Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Josh Pietro, you are listening to Wrestling News Live. I know inside this life, I see new life on the road. He's a contagion rider, your fire is going to go. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair.
Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. His charm is so contagious. Vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... J.J. The most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. Hola, this is Shelly Martinez, and you're listening to the SNS Network with JJ Sexay. Does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Is this on? (laughs) Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that Triple H. This is Flair 16 Tom. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host, JJ Sexy and the Trade Dog. All 
All right, guys, we're back after the break. Wrestling News Live. Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay, and the resident redneck, Captain Redneck, if you will, the Trey Dog in the house. If a will, I figured out that on Monday nights, Harmony's not home anyway. So it's all about checks and balances. And what I mean is, coming from a man who has no kids that I know of, all you got to do is at showtime, plop down some money and a bowl of ice cream with one spoon. You got three kids, right? Yes. Well, you put down one spoon so they have to fight to get to it. And when they get close enough, you get an extension cord. You wrap them some bitches up in an extension cord and tell them to sit still. And if they stay in one spot and shut up, they can have that money. And then they just you buy them something the next day to, to make them not tell Harmony when she gets home. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why Trey is not married and doesn't have kids. I'm just thinking it would work out. I don't know. Well, you know, technically, they're all supposed to be in bed by the time I start the show, hence the fact it's 9.30 p.m. my time. Right. So they, they should all be in bed. But I have a three-year-old that's very cantankerous and doesn't like to go to bed. And so that's where the problem just kind of, uh, you know, comes into effect. So I'll have to send her. I'm going to find out what the cost of shipping will be. It can't be much. oh yeah trey it it costs quite a bit to ship something to canada from the states well you never know if if she will be good and stay in bed at least on monday nights and leave you be then i will send her the official john cena doll from wrestling news live you can't see me she would love you forever, Trey. That is her favorite character on on wrestling. She loves John Cena. I will even I will send her that if she'll behave. Well, I'll, I'll relay the message. I don't really see that happening, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think so either. And no, I don't think I should run a daycare center. That would probably be bad for all parties involved. Oh my God, <laughs> Daddy Daycare with the Trey Dog. <laughs> yeah. You'd have a lot of kids fucking tied up with fucking ex- abil- sure, extension hey, cords. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Stick that paper clip in that light socket. I'll be down to nine kids. That'll put you right to sleep. Hey, fuck it, kid. Here's a fork. <laughs> go, go go, all out. Do it right or don't do it at all. That's not a concerto. This is a concerto. Oh, I, I see another WNL spoof coming up soon now. Take care with the dog. <laughs> I'm li- I'm liking it. But why don't we go ahead and uh, put it out there, guys? We'll go ahead and take your phone calls. <laughs> Doggy daycare. Doggy daycare. We'll take your calls right here on Wrestling News Live. Uh, the number 501-588-7957. If you have uh, any questions, concerns, comments, or statements to make, this is the time to do so. You have the floor, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking about doggy daycare. I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> I actually kind of uh, kind of like that. I, I'm, I'm digging that, actually. Horseman wants me to make a movie out of it. That that would actually be a uh, a pretty cool movie, Trey, I think. JP, JP to the chat Oh, God damn it. Invasive fucking show. <laughs> that fucking porn kid. Every time he calls in, it's just automatic. It just Invasive plays. Oh, show. God. 
Chris Kelly. And he's a fucking joke. It won't stop, Trey. It won't stop. That fucking porn kid. I mean, where does he come from? And he's a fucking joke. We said we were taking calls, and boom, there he is. Yeah, what's up, guys? How's it going? What? I, I knew, I knew before it even happened that the minute he even said the word phone, you were fucking dialing. No, I was already, I was already in the call when he said, we are taking. So, I don't know, man. It's just some kind of way that I get on the air anyway, so... You know what? Well, for the last few days, I've been out of wrestling touch. I've not watched Raw. Didn't watch uh, um, the pay per view last night because, well, I'm getting my ass kicked by college right now. I'm being a, a video nerd. But like I said in the chat room, I do have some kind of wrestling related news regarding the the website headlocktennis.com. We have got a few new co- over there. We got a few new columnists. We have Ebony from the um. You got a, you, hmm? you got a few new condoms. Yes, yes, condoms. <laughs> columnists. Yes. Columnist. Oh, okay. Well, well, fuck. Spit it out. I can't hear you. I I understand about every third word you fucking say anyway. Well, goddamn. I thought you were going to tell us about the new Trojan uh, uh, hot and cold sensation. I was going to see how that works. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the new fire and ice condom. What the hell's up with that? I'm married. I don't use condoms anymore, so I, I wouldn't know. I'm out of the loop. I'm not married. I, I didn't use condoms before. I don't know, man. I'm I'm just a, I'm just now stuck in my own little world where. I'm I, non-stop. I'm now playing video games, and you do know what a condom is, yes? I I would hope so. No, I would hope so. <laughs> if not, there'd be tons of little fucking foreign kids running around England, and it wouldn't be any good. So apparently, your parents <laughs> didn't know what a condom was. I just love. <laughs> uh, apparently not. Apparently not. I just love it when JJ's laughing in the background. But yeah, makes- I thought. I thought I would make an appearance before I have to head off to college. Man, college is kicking my ass right now. Every morning, 6 a.m., got to wake up. You know, yeah, it's fucking, dude, it's like fucking 4 o'clock in the morning over there. That's why college is kicking your ass, because you can't pronounce the word columnist, and you've got like two hours sleep before you got to go to fucking class. Yeah, but all I do, all, <laughs> I got to do, I got to create video games, and it's, it's kind of fun. And I get next month to go to, uh, I get to go to Eurogamer, so... Now, does the teacher understand you when you talk, or do you just get an A because you show up? Yeah, I, I get, I, I get a merit just, just showing up because my teacher's actually Russian, so she had no you, idea what I'm saying. You get married because you show up. Merits, but yes, I'm married. I, I, I'm, I'm now married according to my, according to my Facebook profile. Who, who are you married to? No one, apparently. But I'm married, according to my Facebook profile. Did I understand you say you had a Russian teacher? Is that what you say, comrade? I do indeed. I think... I'm not quite sure what she's teaching me, but she's Russian, and I don't understand what she's saying. Ah. Uh, well, good then how the fuck are you supposed to learn anything? Exactly. <laughs> I... Man, I don't... I just maybe don't you should... Know. Maybe you should... You know what, though? And here's what you should do. And, Curly, I, I know that in the years that I've known you, I've never steered you wrong. This is so true. you gotta you gotta take some advice. Uncle Trey Dog here's got a story to tell you. And I think you should use this to your advantage. Hang on, hang on before you go any further. All right, kids, gather around the campfire. Uncle Trey Dog has a story. That's right. Now I can't say that this would work for all of you, but I'm just trying to put myself in Crowley's situation if you will 
is will. And I'm thinking because there's a language barrier, it's an automatic out. Should this go bad and not work? Because the language barrier, you have an automatic out, like an automatic parachute to pull the ripcord to save your ass. But since she's Russian and you're foreign, whatever the fuck you are. English, man. All right. Yeah, English. The one thing you can't fucking speak. All right, so you're English. Instead of putting an apple on her desk, put the new Trojan condoms on her desk. Because this way, you're either going to get laid by a hot Russian chick, you're going to get an A in class, and then you may not have to show up for the rest of the semester. And that's win-win, brother. I'm just, I'm just curious. Would her name happen to be Ivana Humpalot? I think it that's, might be. That does sound quite that's, familiar. That's solid gold right there. I mean, shit. That's that's what we the wrestling business. We say that's a storyline that writes itself. British kid has sex with Russian teacher. You know that what? Be... Don't don't let Trey fool you. I mean, the guy's giving me advice. It didn't work for me. I remember back in the day, long before Harmony was in the picture. I was talking to Trey, and he gave me this fail-safe maneuver to pick up women at the bar. And oh, I gotta be—I gotta be real honest with you, man. It didn't work out for me. I walked up to this chick and I said, "Hey, yo, baby, how about you and me go halvesies on a bastard child?" Didn't work out <laughs> in my favor, Trey. But thanks for that. It's always worked out for the dog. And see, if you're really good, you can just tell a bitch, "Hey, I'll give you five hundred bucks to fuck my way," and she's gonna turn you down the first time. It's inevitable because no girl is going to admit that she will fuck for money. But deep down inside, like the Million Dollar Man says, everybody's got a price. Now, the problem is you've got about five minutes to figure out what her price really is, to convince her to actually have sex with you for money. So what you do is you start with a a pretty decent amount, like, say, $500 to $1,000. The key is... You gotta tell her you wanna have sex with her for a thousand dollars my way. And she's gonna say no. She's always gonna say no to your first offer. So don't be dejected and don't give up. Go back in about 30 minutes and buy her a drink. And tell her, okay, look, I just gotta have you. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I'll give you two thousand dollars to fuck my way. And she's probably going to take the drink and thank you for the drink, but don't embarrass her with a dollar amount. you got to go big to get her attention. So then, at last call, when the lights come up, you tell her she's even more attractive with the lights on, and you tell her you'll give her $5,000 to have sex with you your way. And then when you get her outside and you're fucking the shit out of her, and she asks what your way is, you tell her it's on credit. Because <laughs> there's, well, not, a, there's, there's and, not many Americans out there with good credit, so that works out perfectly. And there you go, Curly. That's another way for you to get laid over in foreign land, wherever the fuck that, wherever you're from. Now, I think those women are called hookers. I'm not quite sure. They're quite common here. 
No, no, no. You don't get a hooker because they're really too far. They're they're too far advanced for you, Curly. They're gonna they're gonna want you to do things to them you don't know how to do. You're gonna try to fuck them with your feet and shit, and that ain't gonna work. Of course, you know the, the terminology is different though, Trey. Over there, I mean, it's not cash. I mean, it's not considered. You know, they don't call it a dollar over there. It's it's either a pound or a quid. So if you tell some bitch you want to give her a pound, she could take just, that the wrong way. Yeah, and just don't fuck up and say I want to pound you and have a quid because then she's gonna think you want to conceive a baby. <laughs> then then you're getting slapped and a drink poured on you, and that's that's not good for anybody. I'm pretty sure I'll get a slap and a drink pour on me about right the start of that, going, hey, baby, let's go fuck for, for, for 500 quid. Well, yeah, just that's saying. not going to work. And you don't sound like, I mean, that's, you, you can't just say it that way. I mean, you can't go up to a bitch and stutter like you're trying to start a 75 Volkswagen. you got to fucking be a man and spit that shit out with some pride. Well, I do. Like when, no, when drunk, I, no, you don't. No, you don't. I, I, I do. I do try. No, I really do. But anyway, back to my original call. The reason I called to this show. Yes, we have some new columnists. Not condoms, columnists. They got some new condoms. Ed- yes, yes, condoms. Yes, we've got Ebony, who is a listener of WNL. Ebony. And also, is yeah, Ebony. Wife? No, she's, uh, I, I, I don't think she is, but she's been in the WNL chat room for about 10 years now. And we also got Shane Martinez. So I know who she is. Yes, she she is now a columnist for our site. It's called Shoot Promo Shelley, and it basically covers her thoughts on TNA, TNA Impact. Because that's all she watches. Yes, because she 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 didn't watch the WWE. I actually yeah. listened to her entire show this week. Mm-hmm. I was actually a caller on her show this week. So was I. <laughs> Well, go figure. You call every fucking show on the internet. This is true. I do just have them all on speed up here on Skype. So yeah, I, do. I mean, I like I like go to a show I haven't listened to in fucking years, and there's Carly in the chat room, and he's a fucking moderator. <laughs> uh, Everyone, yeah. Now, I'm I'm not that much of an internet wrestling radio whore. No, oh, you, yeah, you've you you've kind of slowed down now that Unplugged has been uh, off the air. I haven't. Really spoken to Crelly that much, but uh, it's good to hear from you, man. It's been a while since I talked to you. Yeah, I can do without you, but JJ likes you. Well, that means the best half likes me. But <laughs> Damn. So this is the big fucking news. You had to call in and invade the, the goddamn show and totally dis- like derail the fuck. We had some good momentum going. We had some good interaction from Julian and Metallapunk. Shamalama Ding Dong Guido Hardy's been chatting around. You know, DJ, you know, the pickle man walkie, they're fucking chatting and everything's going good and then you call in and it's like a fucking train hitting a tree. This is true. But don't forget, Walkie still has to sing. He promised he he would sing two weeks ago and never did. Oh hell yeah he did. <laughs> well, thanks for getting Walkie in trouble there, Crelly. Yeah, and uh, I well, retweeted. I even retweeted that shit and forgot about it. <laughs> yes, Walkie will now sing, man, man up, and that's a challenge on the fucking foreign kid. On that note, thanks, Crelly, for giving us a call. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Call him <clears throat> out. We're gonna go back to the phone lines five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Joining us on the line as we speak, the man who just got his trump card pulled. 
<laughs> Walkie, what's up, man? Oh, well, fuck the Peak Power Ranger. That's the... Hey, I, sci-fi geek, you know, and screw the whole pickle thing. Trick. Hey, I would have totally fucked the Pink Power Ranger because with a pickle, I'm totally into Amy Joe Johnson. <laughs> oh God, let's don't go down this shit again. Uh, I want you. Let's go. Trey, the bitch was hot, man. Come on. She was all right. She wasn't that hot. <laughs> I mean, I'd fuck her, but I'd fuck a lot of things. That ain't saying anything. She was cute. That's true, Trey. That's you would fuck a lot of things. Well, being a sci-fi geek as I am, and I don't know, Trey will know what I'm talking about. But the one, the one uh, girl in the sci-fi universe that I would like to uh, bang would be uh, Karen Gillian from Doctor Who. Now I'll tell you who I would fuck from the sci-fi universe. And um, Walker, you're going to have to help me out here. All right. and I don't mean I don't mean with the fucking, but with the figure out who she is. <laughs> like you need to clarify that. <laughs> like I already knew that. Go ahead. I, because uh, I think you in a room where I'm fucking would be like shooting a man off his horse. But oh fuck you. <laughs> I think I can't think of what her name is, and I can't necessarily pick the show. But she's a Vulcan, and she's on the same show with uh, Scott Bakula. Oh, Jody fucking Blaylock from Enterprise. Jolene Blaylock. Fuck yeah. That is yeah. one hot bitch. And I want to fuck her dressed as a goddamn Vulcan. You'd pull her fucking <laughs> ears and fuck the shit out of her, wouldn't you? You goddamn right. I would fucking also, invent Also, also guest starred on Stargate SG-1, to clarify. Trey, Trey would be like, bitch, this is fucking logical. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be Star Trek. It'd be Porn Trek if you get the Trey dog in there. Pinch me and make my dick hard. See, told you. Well, you know, I, I saw some low-budget pornos a while back called Sex Trek. Yeah, I saw the preview for that. I, think I did think of you. I did. I honestly, you know, some listeners make such a goddamn impersonation or impression on me. Impersonation. Impression on me. Well, you've impersonated that, me before. That I have impersonated you, yes. But they, they make such an impression on me that I think about some of you stupid motherfuckers during the week. Oh, I and, have a bad feeling about this, but go ahead. I was watching TV and I was I was I was flipping channels. It was late at night, and the movie Trekkies was on. Okay. Have you seen that? I know you've I, seen it. You probably you were probably in the motherfucker. I just missed you. Hey Trey, <laughs> do, you, do you remember that bitch that was in there that was that's always dressed in the Starfleet outfit that was in Arkansas? Yeah. I I saw her when I was in Arkansas. Are you shitting me? She literally goes to work like that every day. Oh, my God. Yes. I've seen the first one, but I haven't seen uh, the sequel that came out of that. Well, I saw it. I watched a lot of it. And then I went and looked it up on the Internet, and I'll be goddamn if Walkie wasn't posing on the cover of the fucking DVD. <laughs> oh, my God. So, oh my God. so Walkie, what do you There's a little, little naked Vulcan baby, and it said Walkie Walker underneath the motherfucker. Oh I swear my to God. God. So anyway, moving right along, I guess I'm supposed to sing as uh, the Pink Power Ranger moron fucking four kid likes to say. Um, what, are you, what are you singing for us tonight, Walkie? Uh, I, I will say this. Were... That fucking foreign bastard has got balls the size of grapefruits. Yeah, just to... Tra just to <clears throat> claiming I'm... Uh, never mind. To come on here, do you realize that I went back and looked at the archive numbers of that show... And that's one of the more listened to archives. And I gotta think it's because Crowley singing. 
because JJ and I absolutely lost it. Have you played that tonight? Because I've been outside for both of our breaks. Uh, you know what? I did not play it on the break. If you have that, you should play that. <clears throat> okay. If you've got that clip to remind everybody what we're talking about. Not that everybody hadn't already heard it. I'm thinking more along the lines of the archive listener that we might not see in the chat room. So are, are you wanting me to play? Because I don't have the unproduced from the show. I have the one that you sent me that you basically did a lot of production work on. The yeah, American go ahead and play that one. This is what happens when you sing on Wrestling News Live. Previously at Wrestling News Live. Well, give me a second to find the motherfucker. Jesus oh, well, Christ, shit, I thought you had it. That's why you're well, asking. No, I, I have so, it. So. I have That's it. Right. I just don't have Trey, it in front of me. How about them tigers? Which tigers? The Trey tigers. Or something tigers. I don't know. I, don't, they, don't they suck? Don't, don't pretend like you watch sports. You're nobody. Everybody knows you don't know <laughs> shit about sports. Oh yeah, that's true. Take I me am, down. I am take me down. Take, take me down a fucking avenue. They're gonna believe you know something about. <laughs> Which would be like pickles, crayons, and fucking sci-fi. I do host a sci-fi show, so I guess I'm kind of stuck with uh, that impersonation. I gladly accept that. Plug the motherfucker. Tell everybody where to listen. Tell them fucking just (laughs) like you paid us for a sponsorship. Just tell them where the fuck to go listen to your show. The Elite Force Podcast, my science fiction podcast that I host alongside my good friend from the from the Captain Jupiter (laughs) from across the pond of the Great UK, the last future of all sci-fi gaming mind wipe, Phil my wife Morris and. Over at www.leadforcepodcast.com, the sci-fi podcast that Bully Goes where no one has gone before. Hey, you can catch it two times a week, actually. We, we do two shows a week. www.leadforcepodcast.com. And also, on a great, 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 great website known as the Chris Jones Gaming Network, www.chrisjonesgaming.net. As we go through all the news and opinions of the world of sci-fi and also do some... Also do some you can uh, ignore Trey there because I don't, huh? I don't know what he is. <laughs> well, Are we still on the air? Holy we, shit, yeah, I dozed off. We're still on the air. But before I play this, before I play this American Idol thing, I need to know what you're singing tonight. Well, I believe, if I recall, Mr. Money on the Mic, that you was going to pick. Okay, well then off the top of my head, since we've been talking about banging Jolene Blaylock, why don't you sing the theme song from Star Trek Enterprise? <laughs> See what? But but in queuing in queuing the song up, I don't actually have the song. Maybe I can grab it here in a second if I can find it. I don't know. But here is the American Idol clip. This is what happens when craziness breaks out on this show, like it is right now. Hey JJ, we got a little bit of time before wrestling starts. Uh, anything in particular you want to watch on TV? I don't know, man. Seriously, whatever you want to watch is fine with me. Dude, let's watch American Idol. This is American Idol. Plus, there's a little bit of ego that's getting out of control with you, I think, based on what your friends and family are telling me. Well, dude, dude, my ego needs to need stay, stay, stay intact. Well, you're more embarrassed than Clay is. Yeah. You believe that you've created everything for all of us, correct? There's a song, and I do credit 
YouTube for the song. You want the credit, you get the blame. I'm guessing you want me to lose every kind of point and, oh, fuck's sake. Okay. A power and a force that you've never seen before. They got the ability to morph and even up the score. No one will ever take them down. The power's on their side. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Muddy Morphin Power Rangers. There's yeah, the chorus. See, it, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. <laughs> you guys can't sit there and say Crowley's not the man, because uh, I'm surprised he did it, quite frankly. That was awesome. All the props to Crowley. Absolutely. Now let's smack him in the face with Matt Hardy's penis and move on. <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking porn kid. And there's the clip of, oh. of Crowley. So, good times. Now, now, Walkie, while that was going on, I, I did find something for you here, buddy. Did you get goosebumps while that was playing, Crowley? Or Walkie? Oh, Crowley. Here's your song. I would grab that bitch by a point it is. Oh my god. I would fuck that. <laughs> okay, you're not ever allowed to laugh on this show again because I you literally just pierced my eardrums. But Are you there, talking about me? There's your song. Yes. There's your song. You're singing that one. I have a, I have a unique laugh, so... Uh, no, my partner sounds like he sucked down an eight ball of helium. No, you. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. He's talking about me, motherfuckers. Oh, my God. It's me, Rocky. All right. I Let me just say, I, I didn't get time to prepare for this, so I'll probably botch this, but you know you what? Had two, you had two weeks. You had two weeks. I don't want any fucking excuses. You even sent out a twit, a twat, a tweet. <laughs> to all your fucking followers of the fucking Elite Podcast Force Network, Judo, Pseudo, Force Be With You, Kamikaze, Vulcan Death Grip radio show. So, I don't want to hear it. Force Fields Down, sing this shit. It's been a long road, getting from there to here. It's been a long time. But my time is finally near, and I can feel the change in the wind right now. Nothing's in my way, and they're not gonna hold me down no more. No, they're not gonna hold me down, cause I got faith of the heart. 
I'm going where my heart will take me. I've got faith to believe. I can do anything. I've got strength of the soul. And no one's gonna bend or break me. I can reach any star. I've got faith. I've got faith. Faith of the heart. Oh. Okay, pain's over. Pain's over. <laughs> you just took a song. And busted. You know, you took a song about a show with fucking spaceships and fucking <laughs> aliens, and you made it sound like a Disney video about Princess Jasmine losing her virginity. <laughs> Trey, Trey, I'm getting. I'm hold on, Trey, Trey. I'm getting a phone call. Uh, believe it or not, Simon Cowell is is joining us. Simon, oh, Simon, oh, here we go. Simon, here we go. I I gotta ask you, brother. Give it you, to me. You just heard Walkie sing "Faith of the Heart" from the Star Trek Enterprise soundtrack. What <laughs> What are your thoughts here? That was the worst rendition I have ever heard. Uh, if I could take a razor blade to my ears. Or listen to Walkie sing that song, I would cut off my bloody ears. That's brutal, man. Well, there you have it. Simon Cowell on Wrestling News Live critiquing Walkie singing for Disney movies, The Deflowering of Jasmine coming to a theater near you. <laughs> and that's why I don't sing on the internet. <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't sing on the internet. That just That's just one of them. Okay, I'm done with this segment. We're done. Are you fucking idiots done yet? We're done. We're just geeking out over here. Anything else, anything else you want to put in, Trey? Or do you botch the name of my show again? <laughs> it's the podcast for people who don't get laid at backslash Captain Kirk is better than Captain Anybody Else because he fucked green people. So podcast that only goes where no one has gone before. See? Yeah, I, yeah, I fixed him. There you go. Very nice. So, Walkie is... Take a, take, a pickle, take a pickle and eat it, puppy. Chewbacca wasn't a Wookiee. He was a hairy man, and it was one time in college.com. <laughs> nice. So take, take a pickle with relish and eat it, puppy, then. On, on that note, Walkie, is there anything else before we let you go? Uh, Did I you call my... in just to sing and ruin my fucking show here, or what? <laughs> Actually, I lost my train of thought. I can't really follow up with anything like that, so I guess I don't I'll, call. Um, I don't call your. I don't call your elite force dick podcast and, and take a shit during your show. Well, let's like, just say this: two weeks ago, you got you. I agreed to do this, and well, actually, three weeks ago, I agreed to do this. Last yeah. week, well, had an incident where I had an injury, and I oh, blamed Jerry Flores for last week, which I'm only kidding. So, I'm dying. Here I no, what it, what did you hurt? I had an accident where I fell down the hopper at work, and I had made a laceration on my arm. <laughs> on my what? You got pickleized? I got pickleized. You fell into the, 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 the vat of pickles at work? If it makes you feel happy and sleep well, yes. Oh, well, I don't know that it'll do that. I try <laughs> not to think of you when I'm remotely near anywhere near a bed. Well, that's, that's very good. So, anything else, Pickle Man? The Pickle well, King of Wrestling News Live. <laughs> okay there, Trey Puppy. I guess I'll go. <laughs> wow, See? he I, called you the Trey Puppy. All right, Walkie, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he loses it. 
All right. See, the difference is he has to live sounding like that, and I don't. Calling Wrestling News Live. Who's this? All right, what's up, JJ and Trey? It's Trent Phoenix, you know. What's up? What's, what's up, t Doll? Not much, man. Just listening to that god-awful performance by Walkie. Trying to I'm, surprised anybody's, I'm surprised anybody's still listening, to be honest with you. I'm over here trying to play video games, and I'm hearing that shit, and I'm losing my fight on UFC Undisputed. So, shit, I had to stop playing for a minute. I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you at all. You know, I could do better than that. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is not going to become the show where everybody sings. Do we really need to do a karaoke show on this network? I'm starting to think. I, just add another show to the to the week that I can produce. Why not? And we'll hey, get. JJ. Yeah. That's your idea. Turn unplugged into a karaoke type show where everyone from the network calls in and sings on the air. That's there you go. Yeah, but here's the thing, Trent. I actually want people to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> a week or two of that, and there'll be there'll be two people. It'll be Crelly and Walkie because they want to sing every week. That'll be like the other network. Oh, there's <laughs> quite a few of them out there like that, Trey. I wasn't specific. I wasn't specific. Neither wink, was I. Wink. Neither was I. Oh, so so what's on your mind there, Phoenix? Yeah, man. Right. Oh, I really call about because all these wrestlers are with the, on the with the drug problems and dying and whatnot. That stuff is really just starting to get to me, man. It's just, it's making me feel real. It's like making me feel really, really bad now, bro. Because all my favorite wrestlers from my past are either dead now, or they're on drugs, or drugs led to their untimely death. And you know, it's just becoming really, really depressing for me. Like, I had, I, I, I felt that way. I felt that way right after I watched the wrestler for the first time. And although. Mickey Rourke's character isn't really necessarily based on anybody. You kind of get a feeling for two or three people while you watch that that they could have based it upon, you know. But when I watched that movie, I felt like, man, that's what they had to do to themselves to be able to provide the entertainment that I require. You know, that's, that's fucked up. You know, to be shooting themselves in the ass with roids and fucking taking pain pills and washing it down with a case of fucking beer. And I'm just like, man, that's that's fucking crazy. You know, and I felt bad. I really did. I don't feel bad about a lot of things, but I felt bad about that. I really did. I mean, you got to draw the line. So these guys have to draw the line somewhere with the entertainer business. I mean, yeah, they're doing it for us, but... Personal health has to, has to, you know, has to come into effect just a little bit. Because some of these guys are doing this to the day they die, and a few of them are probably going to die in the ring. Like Rick Flair, for example, he's probably going to wind up dying in the ring during a match. Well, I got to tell you, man, I, you know, like I said earlier, I don't feel too bad about a lot of people who are self-inflicted. You know, if you sh- like, if you shoot yourself, well then you're a fucking idiot for shooting yourself because you wouldn't have died had you not pulled the trigger. That's just the way I feel. And it's the same thing with doing drugs and blaming it on 
life on the road and being a professional wrestler. You know, I do this show for entertainment. I don't make any money on this shit. I've made a little, but not enough to even pay a month's rent, to be quite honest with you. And I just, I, I, I feel like I'm addicted more to the fact that I enjoy entertaining people. And that's what these people should look at. I mean, they're put in a position where I was thinking about this yesterday with Matt Hardy. You know, all the bullshit he's doing to try and to get himself fired from the biggest company on the planet for his profession. You know, he's out shooting a video with fans who are just dying. to. They're trying to chew through a fucking fence to get to him just to shake his hand. If it wasn't for the WWE, they'd look at him and go, who's that ugly motherfucker? You know? But to get to get that kind of love and respect and the fans and the people that want to hear what you have to say and, you know, to fuck yourself up and take yourself out of the game like that, it's just, oh, it's sad. I, I, I don't really know a whole lot what better way to say it than it's just sad. I agree. Well, not, well, with Matt Hardy wants to get fired so bad, not, well, not trying to make a penis, Matt Hardy penis joke here, but if he wants to get fired that bad, why doesn't he try to go fuck the boss's daughter? I'm pretty sure that'll get him fired. Yeah, but that'll get his ass whooped and fired. And I'm telling you right now, in a real street fight, I don't want nothing to do with Triple H. No shit. Uh, not, that I think, not that I think about that. We're not trying to get Matt Hardy killed. We're... Yeah, we're just trying to get job taken away. But then, by the same token, there's a lot of things you can do with your penis to get fired. I'm not even going to touch that one. I'm really <laughs> I'm just not even going to touch it. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to move on, dude. All right. Trent, the only black man in America with the first name of Trent. Ah, ha, ha. I keep making jokes about it. How the hell does that happen? Well, my, you got any brothers or sisters? Yeah, that's where my that my that nickname came from. My brother's name is nickname is Trent, and his real name is Trentavious. Trentavious. Yeah, typical black name. No, that's a fucking wrestling name right there. Trentavious Montel Porter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. All right. Trentavious, we'll see you next week. All right. Later, man. Peace. Oh, man. Always a ball of fire, that Trent Phoenix. Yep. He's definitely one of my favorite callers, especially when he calls into the Causecast. I wonder how much weed he smoked before he called in. I don't know. That's a good question. We should take a poll. We Did should. you hear what Mark Madden said? Uh, about what? No, because it's like a tree falling in the woods with nobody around to hear it. But apparently he said he wants to take a poll to see which Hardy brother dies first. Yeah, I did. I did hear about that. That's a classy motherfucker. I'd like to fucking turn my boots sideways and you know the rest. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got you there. Um, <clears throat> let's go back to the phone lines. They're starting to light up just a little bit. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood, always up to no good. That's right. Always, always. Wow, up, what man? an interesting show. 
we go from Chris Jericho and The Undertaker to fucking alien women. Wow, that's an interesting topic right there. Just in and and I'll tell you what, i tell you what, <laughs> a lot like TNA, you never know what you're going to fucking get on Wrestling News exactly. Live. Exactly. Wrestling News Live is but like a box of chocolates. That's the way it's supposed to be, though. Well, yeah, I mean, if it was the same shit every week, why would you tune in? Well, Listening to Trey and JJ on Wrestling News Live is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to find. One minute you could be hearing Crelly sing, and the next minute Walkie could be playing with a pickle or wanting to fuck a pointy-ear bitch. Mama always said you should listen to Wrestling News Live. I see a promo on the way. I see a promo making its way. I see a sketch going its way, so there you go. Why not? Hollywood, what's on your mind, man? Oh, not much, not much. Like I said, lots going on. Like I said, a lot in the world of wrestling. Matt Hardy get, wanting to leave TMA, and uh, WWE go to TNA. Chris Jericho supposedly on his way out. If he does go, I kind of hope he want. I hope he takes some time off. I mean, Chris Jericho has worked very hard for the last two or three years since he came back. He needs a break. Yeah, I would rather see him just take a break. Um, maybe work out a, a contract where he's allowed to take some time off. And maybe I, I just think he's better off and better suited for SmackDown, not because he sucks, but because they need the star power. Well, I think he just should take, like let his contract get out and get out of the wrestling for a while. Not even just I mean, go do this thing with Fozzie, go do this thing on ABC, go dancing with the stars, whatever he wants to take some time and just be himself. Then when he comes back, come back with a brand new gimmick. No more Y2J, no more Chris Turco. Come back as a Lionheart because. No one in WWE has seen the Lionheart gimmick, except for on the ECW pay-per-view. I'll tell you what I'd like to see him do, and The Rock kind of did it when he came back, but I'd like to see him come back with the I'm Hollywood. Damn it, I'm Hollywood, though. You know, well, yeah, but I mean, I want to see him come (laughs) back with the I've been there, I've done that, I've been on this show, I've done this show, I'm on VH1, you know, I've got my finger on the pulse of entertainment. You know, just kind of a different character for him. Let's see how it would work out. The only difference between him and The Rock, though, was Rock actually did movies, and Jericho just That's does That's what makes TV. it funny, is that Jericho hasn't done that, but he thinks he's the fucking shit. Because he's done a game show, and he's done Dancing with the Stars, and just don't forget singing with the fucking singing show that he was one of the first ones eliminated on, yet he's got a fucking band. And he's been on VH1 and everything else. And he's there on just, all of the 80s and all that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. And he's good on that. He's good on that. My God, so. speak, speaking of I love the 80s, this is totally like just a totally random subject. But you said 80s, and it got me thinking. I was literally up late last Uh-oh. night doing some, uh, obviously, editing on the SCW eFed pay-per-view. And apparently, a, a movie came on I had never seen back from 1988. And it was, uh, it was a Bobcat Goldthwait classic. Hot to Trot, and it had John Candy as the voice of the oh, horse. Oh, I remember that movie. Oh, I remember that movie. And it's, I, 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 I love Bobcat Goldthwait, and to this day, I'm still probably the only motherfucker on the planet that could do a better Bobcat Goldthwait than he can. Actually, could you get Bobcat on the phone? <laughs> yeah, hang on a second. <clears throat> hey, everybody, welcome to Wrestling News Live. It's me, the Bobcat. Ah! Hey, Bobcat, I got a question for you. Is it true... That you were married to and had sex with Nikki Cox? 
Um, I never had sex with cocks, Trey. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let me rephrase that. You know who Nikki is, the big titted redhead that's on uh, Vegas, and she was on the show with you where you were the voice of the rabbit? Um, yeah, yeah. I think I bought drugs from her one time. She was really cool. Uh, speaking of sex, did you ever, wow. fuck, that, uh, did you ever fuck that chick from uh, Police Academy? Yeah. That would have been awesome. <laughs> 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 Let me talk about a rump in the hay. There you go. No, the question is, did she ever fuck you, Bobcat? Well, there was this one time, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, 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 listen, I, I want to thank all my fans for um, keeping all the support going with the, the Police Academy revival. And uh, I, I, keep, I keep trying to get a hold of Steve Gutenberg so, so we can like, um, get the band back together. But, um, the Gooch? Yeah. The Gooch? I hear he's not returning your calls. And, and I can't get a hold of Michael Winslow. It's really, really upsetting me. How badly is it upsetting you? Like, do you just go on a tangent? Ah, God damn it! Ah! I would be upset if the goot wouldn't return my calls. Uh, he hung up. He's gone. Oh, that bastard. <laughs> what a son of a bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobcat Goldthwait on Wrestling News Live. Hasn't happened in a long time, but it has happened. No, he hasn't called it in years. Yep. All right, Hollywood, we got to make room for the next Yahoo. All right. See you guys later. Peace. Peace. Oh, I think we're going to move to some emails. Some emails? Some emails. Uh-oh. Uh, unlike, unlike Bobcat's former problem, he had she-mails. I'm talking emails. <laughs> So with that said, it's time to debut the new email sounder for Wrestling News Live. Yay! Can I have your attention, please? Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. Gotta love the new email sounder. Courtesy of Chris Jericho, uh, our first email <clears throat> comes to us from a favorite here on Wrestling News Live. You know him as Hoon Joe Trey. Mm. Yes. Gentlemen, it's another email from your friendly midweek listener, Deep in the Sticks, Hunjo. Greetings. Salutations. I have to say, what an epic interview with Jeremy Borash. You didn't shy away from the tough questions, but you also didn't ambush him either. One of the things I noticed in the interview was what did not happen. I won't name names, but it shouldn't take a rocket surgeon a mixed metaphor used on purpose, to figure out who I am referring to. The questions, answers, and follow-up questions flowed well, as opposed to the typical interview style of trying to put themselves over the interviewee or constantly interrupting the flow by inserting advertisements, plugs, and idioms like needless to say, cut to the chase, and get the ball rolling, etc., I love the insight and antidotes not only JB offered, but those from JJ and Trey with respect to behind-the-scenes goings-on at the house shows. This interview right. has convinced me that I will indeed be buying a ticket for the house show scheduled for the Old Shrine Mosque in October. If this interview hey. is any indication of the quality we can expect from future interviews, count me in as one who will buy that. Enough of the ego stroking onto something that's been on my mind for quite a while. First, let me say I have to agree with JJ's assessment of the third season of NXT. A complete and utter disappointment 
if there was a definition of a company not caring about their customers, this would be it. As much as the WWE gets a pass for epic failures like the sing and dance match, can you imagine how the IWC would react to TNA producing a show like NXT Season 3, a nuclear meltdown of epic proportion? This brings me about an analogy that's been brewing in my head for some time, and I think it's time to let it out. Do you two or anyone besides me see a correlation between the WWE and Walmart? Here's what I mean. They are too big to fail. They can make major marketing, business, and economic blunders, and because of their massive size in their respective industry, they will suffer no loss of revenue, a work in the supply side of the retail industry, and seldom does a week go by where I did not see the almighty monster from Arkansas doesn't do something that would hurt or kill a smaller retailer. Yet despite these business tactics, they thrive in spite of it all due to their massive presence in the industry. To me, this is exactly what Titan Towers is, and has been doing for years because of the market share, the fact they have such a large percentage of the fan base for pro wrestling. They can essentially do anything they want and not feel financial pain from these poor decisions. Doesn't hurt that much of the fan base is loyal to a fault and act as if they had some vested interest in the WWE and would gain in some inconceivable way from seeing any competition in the industry fall to the wayside. I'm not saying TNA hasn't made blunders. They have and continue to do so. But the glaring difference in how TNA's poor decisions are treated compared to the ease borders on the comical, if not frustrating, just something to think about. Well, that's enough for me. I hope the hornet's nest I just whacked with a stick is sufficiently stirred up. Have a good one, and I'll catch you on the archive. Hoonjo. Hoonjo! That's my new Hoonjo sounder, by the way. Very nice. Um, first things first, who's he talking about at the beginning of the email about the rocket surgeon? And I missed that joke. I will talk off air on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know who he was talking about later in the interview. Um, I got that reference, but, um, didn't I say this to you over the phone the other day? You did. We, we had this discussion. Yes. That I compared them to, you know, a monster conglomerate versus a mom and pop store is what I said. So I, I do have another email that I'm not going to read. And, uh, I do want to say though, looking at it, I agree 110% with you, Tony, but do, that, do, that Tony O. No, that's, uh, that's our good friend TM Bronx in the chat. TM Bronx. Yeah. Emailed the show and you can't read it. I, I can't read it because we're not going to trash other shows. Oh, okay. Well, just for that reason only, but I will forward you the email because it's a very, very compelling email. And I okay. want to thank him for sending that. I agree with you, Tony. I ain't read to some bitch, but I agree with you. I don't know what he said. <laughs> I've got one here from uh, Daniel Waquez. This one is. Uh, this one I think is, is more in correlation with Sunday Night Showdown from last night. Fantastic pay per view. Fantastic Sunday Night Showdown. I muted the pay per view so I wouldn't have to hear. Cole bitching about how Miz is the greatest thing ever and pretty much sucking his cack. WWE, <laughs> WWE needs to keep this up. And since they, uh, and they did since football season started, I hope they keep it rolling and a crap raw here or there is fine with me since they have no start uh, to pumping up hell in the cell. Orton as champ gives maybe a Cena heel turn for the belt. 
Just saying, thanks for the pay-per-view play-by-play and the random shit. Keep it up. And that one is from DJ. So thank you so much. What is? What is? Is it Jacques or what is? Well, it's with a J. I'm assuming Jack it's, it's Jacquez. Jacquez. This one, this one is great. This one is from long Hold time. On, before, you, before you read that, yeah. Mac Daddy in the chat room says, along Hunjo point of view, says, I think TNA is criticized more because so many people want competition for the E, but feel like TNA isn't putting out the best product to do that. I was smoking a cigarette this afternoon outside of my door, and I was thinking about TNA. And I was thinking about the way people perceive things. And I honestly feel like the majority of the people that really bitch and really like, let's say DJ wants, let's say DJ in the chat room has an issue with something TNA does. He might bitch about it, but he doesn't make it his lifelong goal to bitch about the product all the time. You know what I mean? There's a difference. Like when they do something stupid and JJ and I, who, uh, you know, essentially support the show and the program, we call them out for doing something stupid, but we're just as quick to pat them on the butt for something that they do right. That's not a hater. That's a fan. The hater, no matter what you do, is going to, is going to find a fault. You know, you can put on the best match in the world, that let's say that Hardy and Je- that Har- Jeff Hardy Angle match ends finally in the fourth overtime with Angle grapevine the ankle lock hanging off the top turnbuckle on the outside of the ring, and Jeff Hardy finally taps. I mean, he had to use the, the ring post and the grapevine on the ankle lock to really get Hardy to tap. You know, that would have been a great finish, but a hater is going to find fault in anything, so he's going to find a reason to bitch about that match. They're going to hate everything TNA does. And I think that the reason why that show has spawned so much hate is that the talent that they, that they use on a, on, a, on a main basis, these older wrestlers, the younger guys don't remember these guys in their heyday. Like when I see Kevin Nash and Sting doing a promo backstage... I get goosebumps because I'm an old WCW mark. Yep. But had I not ever watched WCW and I just YouTubed it and I just saw highlights, them cutting a promo backstage would mean absolutely nothing to me. I'd be like, fuck who are these old motherfuckers? And that's the problem with TNA. A lot of these people don't realize that a lot of these people in TNA, you know, their best days, yes, are behind them, but they still got something to contribute. Kevin Nash is not a good wrestler, but he's a great performer and he's a hell of an entertainer. You know, but they don't care. They want to see the young guys that they relate to that they think can still kick a lot of ass. I got news for you. You fucking piss off Kevin Nash, he stomp your ass. Bad knees or no in real life. Kurt Angle will fuck you up. In a heartbeat, in real life. He may have some gray on his head, but he'll still fuck you up. But these young kids, they don't care about that. 
They want to see the Generation Me. They want to see the Motor City Machine Guns. They want to see beer money. They want to see these younger guys, and they think that because these older guys are taking up TV time, they're trying to hold down the younger guys, so it's automatically their fault. When it's not, they're there doing a job, getting a paycheck, and the people that are behind the scenes are the ones telling them to go out to the ring and to take up the airtime. They're trying to get a company over. What TNA needs to do is they need to relate themselves to the older wrestling fan and forget these kids. Fuck them. Because if you keep on the road you're on, yeah, it's smarter to benefit, it's smarter to, to, to promote and smarter to attach your wagon to the younger generation. But if you keep trying, you might not be around long enough for it to matter. That's a good point. So, at least that's the way it came out in my head. Sounds good. I'm with you on that. Uh, let's go to our next email. This is from a longtime listener, uh, Omar Claros. You also might remember him as the Jobber. Yay, the Jobber. Guy I know very well here in Calgary. We used to spend uh, many a times at the old Bottoms Up here in Calgary watching uh, both TNA and WWE pay-per-views. And great guy, but uh, he has sent an email in. So I haven't watched Raw in like two months. With shows like WNL, I don't have to spend two hours on a Monday night watching something that is usually bad. I get the highlights and lowlights here. Last week, I decided to tune into Raw and check it out and see if anything has changed. I didn't mind the show. I actually liked it. One thing that I'm waiting to see is when during a heated face-to-face promo between someone, say, like Sheamus and John Cena, the lights flicker, the email sound comes on, and Michael Cole comes up to the mic just, just for ambiance. Can I have your attention, please? Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. Had, had to put that in there. Um, Michael Cole comes to the mic, announces he's gotten an email from the GM, heads over to the podium, and begins to read it. By this time, the crowd was into the whole promo and a rabid for someone to start throwing punches. Cole continues, Ladies and gentlemen, I have just received an email, not from the general manager of Raw, but from the steamed prince of Nigeria. Apparently, he wants me to Western Union him $500 (laughs) in order to pay for a lawyer to get his inheritance. Sorry for stopping the show. This last message message was spam. Therefore, bringing the show to a screeching halt. I think the WWE needs more reality in its shows. Nothing screams reality to me more than getting spam in your email account. My God... That's brilliant, Omar. I completely agree with you. I, I, I so smell a spoof for WNL in the future with that. Oh, man. That would make me blow snot out of my nose. Oh, wait. There's more. Um, I cannot comment on Night of Champions as the torrent is not completed yet. On a personal note, I'm a little bit sad I did not get to get tickets to the Monday Night Raw that is coming to Calgary in October. Nothing would have given me more pleasure than to boo the hitman in his hometown. I'm so sick and tired of sharing this great city with the hearts. Let me put this into perspective for the listeners who don't live in Calgary. I'm sure they can relate to the following scenario. You know that family in your city that is somewhat famous. For whatever reason, people from abroad talk about how great they are and how they've contributed to whatever they are famous for. But you happen to know people who know them. And deep down, they are nothing but white trash with a little bit of fame. That's what the hearts are. Do I consider myself better than them? No. 
I'm Hispanic, so I guess you could call me Spicy Brown Trash. I have no problem with that label. Are the hearts bad? Not at all. Harry Smith is a nice guy. Natty is uh, is nice, too. Never really had a chance to talk to TJ, so I can't speak uh, on him, of course. Everyone loved Owen, Stu, and Helen. Ross seems harmless, too. The rest of them, where do I start? The funny thing is, I don't have to name examples. They do it to themselves by publishing books, usually attacking each other. A close friend of mine tells me the story of how Keith put a Keith Hart put a kid in a figure four leg lock in a gym class that he was the substitute teacher for because the kid said wrestling was fake. The kid was screaming in pain, and of course my criticisms from the heart should always be taken with a humorous grain of salt. After all, they do have some good looking women in the family. Perhaps inbreeding is not as bad as everyone seems to make it out. <laughs> Speaking of criticizing the hearts, Boy, did I have a couple of signs in mind for Raw. As with my long tradition of going after wrestlers and their personal lives at live events, I think that it's only timely for Mr. Neidhart should be the target this time. I was going to have one that said, Who took my pills? At the same time, a friend of mine would have one next to me saying, He sure did. <coughs> and an updated take on an old classic adapted this to this very situation. Who's in jail? Who's on second? I don't know who's on third. I don't think it's too early for the Jim Neidhart jokes. If Trey and the Shark can make them, I think I can. <laughs> Thank you guys for this great show and great job on adding Nick Paglino to the cast. That man is one of a kind. As far as the Mark Madden thing, there was no bigger fan of Mark Madden than myself during the dying days of WCW. Him, Shivani, and my favorite wrestler of all time, Stevie Ray, were the best on the broadcast table. What a train wreck. Loved every second of it. Because suckers gots to know. <laughs> and that was from our good friend the jobber oh god he needs to be he needs to come out more he does uh omar is awesome you know we, we used to call them uh the baldies when they used yeah. to sit at the uh you know at the table at bottoms up even when i was yeah. doing wtr and every time there was a, a messed up move you know somebody botched a move it was botch the top of their lungs. That were good times with, with those guys, man. I, I definitely would like to see him hang out more often. But uh, I remember that. I remember that just like it was yesterday. Yep. Good people. But yeah, I, I, I also would think you could add to the whole uh, email thing. Doot, Oh, it appears that the uh, Xbox I was selling on Craigslist, this person wants to buy it, but they want to send me a check for $2,000 for me to cash, and then they want to... Uh, have me send them the money back with their assistant who will stop by and pick up my Xbox. Did you get any of those? No. No, I didn't get any of those. Well, you don't, you, you don't sell Craigslist. You don't have Craigslist in Canada, I guess. Yeah, we do. We do. Oh, do you? Yeah, we have Craigslist. We have Craigslist. We have, uh, what's the other one? There's, there's another big one. I haven't used it in a long time. Every time I use Craigslist to sell something, I get an email saying, hey, uh, I'm really interested in your product, whatever it is. And then he'll say, I know it's uh, only $100, but I'm going to send you a check for 2000 for you to cash, and then you can send me the Xbox and the change. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. I, I, you know what? I love getting those spam emails. I'm serious. We're going to have to do that one night. We're just going to have to put a, a fucking parody together with that that's, that's the brilliant. reason that the reason that email is funny to me is because one night i was drunk and i came home and got one of those emails it might have been the first time i'd ever gotten one and i read the whole thing and i was like jody come here and read this 
Apparently, some prince needs my help. <laughs> he randomly picked me out of everybody in the world to help him with his problems. Well, it's funny. I got a, I got a friend here in Calgary named Scott. And uh, every now and then, he'll frequent the chat room as uh, Mr. P73. And this dude is fucking hilarious. He will literally take the time out to send replies back to these people and just play around with them. He'll, like, really buy into their shit. Oh, yeah. Jody, before JSK passed away, he was trying to sell something. And we put it on Craigslist. And somebody sent us one of those checks. And it looked like a check. I mean, it was signed and everything, $2,000. You know, blah, blah, blah. See, what happens is, to an idiot, they get that check. And they go cash it at the bank. Well, if the bank fucks up and cashes that check... You get away with it then, you got the money, but they're going to catch it eventually. And once they do, it's too late. You've already sent these yahoos the cash, and now you're stuck with the fucking $2,000 fine. You know, because they're going to catch it eventually at the bank. The teller might not, but they'll catch it eventually. We saved the check and put it in a frame. It was pretty funny shit. Um, we do have a couple more emails to get through real quick. Uh, this one, I think, uh, I don't have a name on this one. I, I think it's, actually, I think this is from Shama. Shama Lama Ding Dong Guido Hardy. Yeah, it is. It is Shama Lama Ding Dong. Okay, here's my thoughts on the big 10-10-10 deal. If anybody watched it'll Reaction. Some, it'll, it'll save you some money on your long distance. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, if anybody watched Reaction, which I hate, by the way, you know that there is some kind of power struggle that is going on between Bischoff and Dixie, who has her own music now, unless I've missed it before. She's had it for a while there, Shema. There's also something happening with the Pope and the Wolfpack. There's also something happening with Joe and Jarrett. This leads me to believe that they are going to come from within. Maybe it will be an NWO-type faction led by an authority figure. I can also see Kurt Angle turning heel to be a part of this. Especially if someone beats him and he has to turn heel to cover that stupid stipulation he put on his career. One more thing. They said that there was no time limit for the match, but we knew the result of the match since the last pay-per-view. Also, the match took place maybe 15 minutes left on the show. If you knew it would end in a stupid fashion because Tanae and Taz kept saying there was no time limit, I wouldn't be surprised if they said if there is something from the outside they're not totally clear on who they is. But from the show last week, it seemed like they were giving a lot away. Maybe Dixie is they. She's getting a lot of FaceTime right now. I'm intrigued with this thing. I don't want to see Kurt as a champion. Was the whole top ten thing so he could be champ again? I'm thinking yes. The whole angle angle is whack. Having good matches is a good idea, but saying if, if I don't win, I retire. The only way that works is if he's ready to retire. And if he immediately turns heel... We already had a champ who thought he was the best thing in the world. Do we need that again? But I digress. 10-10-10. Either way, Trey and JJ show up or my scenario plays out and we get some kind of civil war slash NWO slash power struggle erupt. We've seen it before, but now we get it with Dixie. Intellectual property of Vinnie Mac. There you go. Well... JJ and I off the air had this conversation. When did we t- when were we talking about this? I don't know. We we fucking talk almost every day about something. Yeah. 
And I'm led to believe, because J.J. didn't like the fact, okay, J.J. didn't like the fact that Bischoff come down and said it was going to be a three-way, and then Dixie, playing the hero, said, no, 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 we're going to do it tonight. We're going to have a winner and trump Bischoff just to end up going back to what Bischoff said originally. J.J. didn't like that. I didn't like it, but I was looking at it at a different angle than J.J. was. And I was looking at it from a, a standpoint of they had to drive a wedge between Bischoff and Dixie because Bischoff is going to be they. Whoever they are, all joking aside, we are they, but all joking aside, whoever they turn out to be, they have to have an authority figure that commands authority, authorita, if you will. I'm, I'm still thinking it's going to be Greg Gagne. <laughs> it can't be Bubba Ray Dudley. He's just not an authority figure. Devon, get the table. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. Get him yourself. See? He doesn't command authority. It's always about the man pushing up the black man around. It's always. Go get like the table. Pool where the white ball ends the game by knocking the black ball off the table, which is green like the planet Earth. And what's with hockey? It's a bunch of white dudes hitting a fucking black puck. What's up with that shit? I'm telling you. The only game that the ball get the only game that black people get revenge is bowling. Well, and and golf sometimes with Tiger Woods. But that well, motherfucker in bowling, in, in bowling they get to finger something that they throw down a plank of wood to hit ten white people. And then you got Tiger who's putting his balls in every hole he could get to. True. But back to they. They have to have an authority figure in place. And if you remember on one of the, one of the business tirades, he said that they were coming to overthrow Dixie. And so whoever they are has to have a reason to want to remove Dixie. Thus, the wedge driven between Dixie and Bischoff, which I bet if you watch this week without reading spoilers, I have not read them, but I will bet you that the 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 the, the wedge between Bischoff and Dixie gets even bigger this week. Something will happen. Yep. So that they're at each other's throats. All this time, Hogan is com conveniently in the hospital. Okay. So that's why I think Bischoff is tired of doing things Hogan's way. He's tired of doing things Dixie's way. He makes the rules. She trumps him and makes him look like a fool. He's had enough. Whatever happens this week will be just the straw. And I don't know how they do it. But in the long run, somehow, I'm not naming names of who they are, but Eric Bischoff is going to be the one in charge. And you're probably right on that. That's just the only thing I can think of. No, I'm with you. Um, going back to the emails, we've got a few more before we end the show tonight. Um, this one comes to us from uh, one of the members of the E-Fed, the Anarchist. I will admit to being slightly disillusioned with WWE and TNA recently, but last night's pay-per-view was so good it really made me interested again. I am really looking forward to the Hell in a Cell, and I'm really looking forward to what TNA do with their biggest show of the year. 
So my question to you guys is if Matt Hardy leaves WWE and joins TNA after seeing how TNA haven't been able to get Jeff over as well as the E did, do you think having the Hardy boys will make a difference? And I have to say, while I hope you guys are they, if you're not, then I'm going to place my money <laughs> on they being Jumbo Saruta, which is only one person, man. <laughs> so he can't be they. He could be him, but he couldn't be he they. Could be, he could be them. I tell you what, I'll make it easy for you. They could be Jumbo Saruta and and and, Masa, and Masahiro Chono and his Chono kick. How's that? There we go. There you go. There you go. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work, and I would appreciate the cheap plug as you can look out for the brand new edition of The Hard Way being posted on From Headlocks to Headlocks, From Headlines to Headlocks this week, Anarchist. Now, Big Pimpin in the chat room says Trey also thought RVD would be back in January. What's he talking about? No, actually, I said that. I said that, not Trey. I said that if they were going to sell this with RVD getting mutilated by Janice... I said it makes no sense for them to bring RVD back after like a month or two months. And he's 100% ready to go. They really should have held out till January before they brought him back. But obviously at Bound for Glory, they're bringing him back to, to Wrestle Abyss. It just kind of throws any kind of credibility to that storyline that, oh, he was beaten up and he had... You know, well, yeah, I mean, that clean. makes sense. Big Pippin says, why was RVD stripped of the title if he's going to be at Bound for Glory? I agree. So, I mean, that's that's my take on it. I'm not booking the show. But, yes, I did say I didn't think he'd be back till January. And then, of course, they were basically letting everybody know that RVD is coming back. So, uh, to me, it was ridiculous. It was stupid. And it was one of those over-contrived things in professional wrestling. I would expect John Cena to come back from something like that, but not RVD. That's that's fucked up. I I, I agree. I would have I would have held him out to at least, you know, December. You know, but January might be a little much. December might be a little much. Hell, into November maybe. But I wouldn't bring him back for Bound for Glory. That just doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. That's you know. I mean, I. Like I said, I, I like TNA, but, I mean, when they fuck up, they fuck up. This is a fuck up. I, I wouldn't bring him back. I'd make him sell that shit. I'd pay him to stay at home if I have to, you know? I mean, that was the reason you, uh, that was honestly the reason they took the belt from him was because that he had used up all his appearances. This is if true. If that's the case, then he shouldn't be coming back. And I I wouldn't bring him back till you got a real contract, like a six-month-to-year deal where, you know, you can use him as much as you want. Shit. Well, I'm going to tell you now, if they bring him back and, and put a, and, and put him over Abyss, I'm going to have a problem with that after everything that that motherfucker just came out and said about the whole company, about how yep. he and Jeff Hardy are the fucking greatest thing since sliced bread, and that they're on the map because of RVD. I agree. I think Abyss should go over this time. I think you should stomp the shit out of him, and they should fucking make him sit at home for another two months. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our last email of the night. This one comes to us from our good friend Concept. Concept. The thing behind the WWE doing multiple pay-per-views in a month should not even bring up the question why. The reason is simple. They get buy rates from them. The WWE will not stop doing it until people just stop buying both. Highly unlikely that that will happen. 
anyways, I had a few things to talk about the WWE as of late. Number one, is the GM thing really a storyline, or the, does the WWE just not know who the hell to make the GM? I, I agree. Ag- I will agree that it seems to be working out well thus far, but things must come to an end. It has been debated on the show before, but was just wondering, who do you think, or what do you think, what do you guys think about this? Does the WWE have a raw GM lined up or not? I don't know. I You know what? I honestly, when they started this whole angle concept, I'll be real honest with you, you kept hearing The Rock talking about he wanted to, to hook up with them during the summer when he wasn't filming a movie, and he wanted to do something big with the company. And I think that initially, and again, this is my speculation, I think initially the plan was to maybe have The Rock end up being the GM in some capacity. That way you could have had something play out by SummerSlam. That's what I liked about the Nexus, because who was who are they targeting? The guy that The Rock is always getting shit from. John Cena does all these interviews, and he does everything he can to get The Rock's attention because he wants that one match with The Rock. And he's always trashing him. Oh, he's a sellout. He left his fans behind. And and because of that, people think I'm going to do that. That's John Cena's stick every time he talks about The Rock. And with the Nexus getting contracts, beating John Cena, doing what they were doing, I thought what a great storyline if The Rock would have been the guy that was the GM. And it was all because of his hatred for John Cena. Aside from that, I have no idea where they're going with the storyline. Well, what's really funny, you know, we were talking about the GM, and now you brought Nexus into it. When they started feuding with Cena, they told Cena that he wasn't even the reason they were there. They had a higher purpose. And now they're about to be eliminated. Unless they win and Cena turns heel. But, I mean, they're about to be eliminated. If John Cena wins that match against Wade Barrett, we'll never find out what their higher purpose was. True. They've been too busy fucking with Cena. I think the main my 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 deal was when they started the GM. I honestly think that they wanted it to be Sean, and Sean said, "No." I'm, you know, and, and he's even said that latest video. He's he's not coming back. That later on down the line he might make an appearance or two, but he's not coming back full time. So it's not going to be Sean. I really thought it was going to be Jim Ross. I really did. But apparently that's not it either, so we'll see. No, I'm with you. Like, like I said, I thought they had uh, thought they had some promise going into SummerSlam. The thing with The Rock never materialized. So at this point, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, who knows? Maybe it will be Triple H in the long run. I mean, he does have that nice big executive office now and Titan Towers making a nice paycheck off of it. Number two, Black Cena. Where are you? Weeks ago, we see Darren Young come out and tell Wade Barrett that he is the missing link to the Nexus and that it was a mistake to let him go. We have yet to see Darren Young since. But with the hell in the cell between Cena and Barrett, we just may see Black Cena strike again, causing the Nexus to crumble. I'm calling this now. Other than that, yet another great show by you guys, and we'll continue to listen unless the unfortunate event of Matt Hardy's penis plaguing the show concept well there you go uh as far as black cena goes i I said this last night on uh, on um, sunday night showdown 
I honestly felt like after season two of NXT came to a crashing halt, after that horrific finish to <laughs> to that particular season, I really felt like uh, pairing Percy Watson and Darren Young together because they were actually a tag team in FCW. In fact, they were tag team champions in FCW, if I'm not mistaken. I think it might have been a good idea to put those two together because the chemistry between the two of them, you know, Darren Young bumps with the best of them. I think he's got tremendous babyface heat. And Percy Watson is a great babyface. Whether you like his gimmick or not, the guy is is just priceless. I really felt like they should just take those guys and add them to the tag team division and really do something fun with them. I would like to see Darren Young make a reappearance sometime soon, but at this point, it's up in the air. Yeah, I agree with putting them together and making them into tag teams. I mean, that's that's the quick fix. Back to the GM thing. You know, they're talking about could he be face or heel. I would like to see Y2J fucking stumble upon who it is and then something happened that takes Jericho off TV for a while. You know. Um, if they really wanted to go crazy with it Jericho could find out who it is be about to tell you something happens where he's taken out but the company is in on it so they let him tweet little clues on his Twitter page that'd be interesting that could be interesting <laughs> um, but as far as him being a face or a heel I mean he's done things to heels he's done things to the faces but Right now, he really seems to be hardcore after Jericho and Edge. So, we'll see. Yeah, well, I think that's going to bring the show to uh, to its conclusion. We got the emails and the phone calls out of the way and did a, did a nice little extended show tonight. Yeah, we did. We got a little derailed with the whole Walkie and Crelly calling in. Uh, who wouldn't? Yeah, no shit. Cutting Edge in the chat says, watch the WWE steal that idea now. Well, if they do, you know what you heard it here. So any last words before we cut out of here, Trey? Um, None other than, you know, I would just say try to watch this shit with a grain of salt. Don't take everything so serious. I mean, wrestling at the end of the day is a fucking TV show. It's no different than fucking Golden Girls, Perfect Strangers, Scrubs, anything else that's on TV, you know, it's entertainment. It was put on this planet and in a box for you to waste time and relax and escape the trials and tribulations of your personal life. So that you could be entertained for a couple of hours. True that. It's nothing more, again, at the end of the day, than a television show. You know, it's no different than white collar, psych, covert affairs. It's a TV show. No different than walking in Star Trek and Star Wars and all that elite force bullshit that he's into. Those are all TV shows. 
They're all just there for entertainment. You know? Don't get so fucking butt hurt and bent out of shape. At the end of the day, if you're not entertained, just don't watch it again. Don't give it a second chance, a third chance, a 50th chance, a millionth chance. The problem is, you keep going back and watching it, so you must enjoy it. Either that, or you just enjoy bitching, which makes you a miserable motherfucker, and I ain't got time for you. True that. So just relax and enjoy it for what it is. Television. Uh, it, it appears that I have uh, received an email from the WNL general manager, and I quote, JJ, before you uh, end the show tonight, remind everyone listening to the broadcast that the Causecast will return tomorrow night right here on the SNS radio network with yourself and Charles Shane discussing more information about the SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 video game. On a side note, close the show out and go to fucking bed. Is the Phenom the general manager at Wrestling News Live? No, it's not the Phenom. Okay. So, yeah, apparently I'll be back tomorrow night with another episode of... uh, the Causecast, which I believe is going to be airing at 10 p.m. Eastern, which is 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. 7 p.m. if you're on the uh, Pacific Coast. TM Bronx brings up a good point. He says, we're addicts, Trey. We've been watching since I was five years old. He's right. Wrestling fans are addicts. They're addicted to watching wrestling. But they bitch like you just stole the cocaine from them and hit it. They'll never find it again. That is true. You know, if it turns you into the kind of person that does nothing but bitch, you got to beat that addiction, man. Start doing something else. I mean, when you start comparing wrestling to national disasters and tragic events, you need to start watching some sports. Fucking get out of the house. Go watch a movie. They're fake, too. That's true. Most people wouldn't believe it, you know, but it's true. Superman can't really fly. You know, Batman's not a real person. It's all fake. It's all entertainment. You know, just stop bitching 24-7. It's not healthy. Amen to that. On that note, Trey, I think it's time we get out of here. On behalf of the Trey Dog, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay. JSK, take us out of here for the night, my brother, and we'll see you guys one more time next week right here on Wrestling News Live. Good night, everybody. Peace. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, Peach420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out.